Watching Podcast. I am your host, the intravenous, marvelous Mike Dudley. All up in your systems. All up in your systems. <laughs> Joined, as always, by my co-host cohort and younger brother. MD3 Marcus Dudley checking in on you. What is going on out there in podcast land? Welcome, one, welcome all. We are broadcasting live from the What You Been Watching studios here in the shadows of Doak Campbell Stadium by the Wakulla Basin in Tallahassee, Florida. Y'all are locking in on the GPS coordinates now because you know where we're at. How are you doing, my brother? I'm doing well, sir. Doing good well. To see you. Good yeah, to see you. Good man. to see you too, man. Celebrating uh, the holidays here. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas from Pinky Indy. We can officially Christmas when you see Pinky say it. So, um, yeah, man, it was nice to see you over uh, Christmas. Hey, what, what kind of loot did you get? What kind of schwig? Uh, nothing nothing seriously major. You know, cold hard cash always works, so that works. Uh, Trying to keep up with them houseboat bills? Yeah, houseboat bills. Check that bingo box. Electric bills. Uh, you know, got you know, a couple of clothes, a couple of you know, knickknacks, you know, just cool shit, uh, but... You know, I'm I'm pretty satisfied with with a lot of things in life. So you know, I don't really ask for a whole lot. I do. <laughs> I always say I ask for so precious a little, but I'm demanding. <laughs> I just want the birds to play hard on Sunday, and the Seminoles <laughs> to win, and things to just work out all right. Yeah. So now I, I don't know. I, I got to hang out with Isabel. And, yeah, dude, uh, that oh, was fun. That was awesome. She was in such a good mood. Yeah, I for felt sure. like I was crashing the party because like. I was very much so just keeping up with her. Like, I didn't hang out with anybody because I was just chasing her around. But, like, I don't think anybody expected anything other than that. So, yeah, yeah, if you fulfilled that role, you did did your job. Yeah, I wanted to stay afterwards and, like, hang out and clean up and stuff like that. But I was just like, dude, it's... I didn't want to bring her back to her mother at 11 o'clock at night, not fed, not right, bathed, like, right. nope. Like, All wound up. Yeah, let's, let's when it's a good Poss- enough thing. Possibly like, drunk from Uncle Mike. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, let's leave well enough alone. It was a hit. Let's let's stick and move. You know that's what right, I mean? Shut right. it down early. Stick the landing, baby. Yep. So, I wasn't trying to be like that, but it bees like that sometimes. It bees like so. that sometimes. Yeah. No, it was cool, though, man. I, um... I had a really good Christmas. I, my Christmas present from uh, Angie was obviously I got it really early. That was the trip to Philadelphia. So oh, I was going to uh, say butt stuff, <laughs> pina colada butt lotion. <laughs> I did make several jokes about pina colada butt lotion while we were Christmas shopping together because we were <laughs> in a Bath and Body Works and it did not have such a uh, lotion. But apparently it's available at Walmart's, Kmart's, things of that nature. So <laughs> all your go, fine retail, all your, mostly these fine retail stores. Already off the rails, bright and early. Um, yeah, it was good though, man. I um, got to really much seeing everybody. Um, but I guess the million dollar question, outside of kicking it with us, um, the million dollar question, the reason everybody tunes in, my guy, who what you been watching, my brother? My man, I have been on a DC movie kick lately. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they finally put Black Adam on the streaming service, so... Watched all of that. I did too. Actually, did just too. yesterday. Yeah, Good. this is yeah. a rare occasion where we actually get to talk about the same movie. Put a pin in it real quick. Big shout out to Kesta because we're doing better. We're doing a not good at our jobs here. <laughs> um, big shout out to Kesta. Always bright uh, intro song. If you see the man, woman, whomever it might be, you give them some spins on the internets there. That's right. Also, please reach out because uh, you're probably going to disagree with our take of Black Adam. Or you might find it spot on. Or you just might want to say you guys are idiots. Or you might want to show your boys some love. Please reach out at whatcha been watching podcast at gmail.com. Or you can search for us on Facebook at Deadly Bros Podcast. 
Or just search for what you've been watching. Yeah. Just look for the very colorful, bright banner done by the great MKD Art. MK Dudley Art. MK Dudley Art. Damn it. This close. I'll I'll get it right. Almost stuck that landing. (laughs) Um, All right. Back to your regularly scheduled thing. Didn't want to get too far out of hand before we gave our proper shout outs and plugs. Black Adam on HBO Max. I saw it. You saw it. What's going on, my dude? Hit me with it. Man, it was like four different movies all at once and they were all showing at the exact same time like there was so many different tonal changes and and just character motivations are all over the place yeah, they were. and and or and, non-existent or non-existent yeah yeah like things just happen in that movie like well because we need him to be badass so of course that's what he does uh so for those who don't know uh Dwayne the Rock Johnson plays Teth Adam who like his uh, uh, predecessor, no ancestor, no. What am I looking for? I progeny, know. like his progeny, Shazam, okay. Oh, Captain yeah. Marvel, uh, was gifted with the powers of of Shazam millennia ago. You know, before which is the what the wisdom of Solomon, strength of Hercules, the something of stamina of Mercury, lightning of yeah. Zeus, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is, it's an acronym for some shit. But anyway, he's yeah, he's strong as Superman and can throw lightning like Thor. So pretty much that's pretty that. Much. Uh, but it's magic. But it's magic, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which we're overcomplicating it, but it's actually a really, really good character. Which is why it sucks so bad that this movie sucks so bad. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, we won't review it quite yet, but there's a little. Uh, oh fuck that! I'll, I'll get into it. Yeah, I'm ready to tear this go movie ahead. apart. Go ahead, please do. Dude, it's eight movies on top of one. I didn't think it was as bad as Aquaman, though. Aquaman truly is like nine Aquaman taped yeah. together, like yeah. loosely. Like, what the fuck? But anyways, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Why do you say that, though? Like, what what were the themes that you were found in conflict or that we were... Well, for instance, they keep trying to balance it out to be this, this comedy. And The Rock plays all of his comedic comedic lines just completely monotone like almost like he I guess his character doesn't understand the, the, the like have a sense of humor or something like that so he keeps trying to make these jokes and they're just not funny but also they keep trying to play him as like there's no time for comedy and I gotta be serious and it's like well no are you trying to make jokes or are you trying to like you I mean I think there literally it is a point where he says like this isn't a time for jokes you know he might have I I will say this um it does set up the Justice Society pretty quickly, which I'm I'm fine with bringing them into the sure. fray as quickly as possible. Um, at one point, uh, Doctor Fate, uh, who's played by uh, Pierce Brosnan, was like James Bonzi. James James Bonzi. Saying big shout out to James Bonzi's um, in Golden Eyes. That's two sets of individual eyes, so it's not a Golden Eyes. You see what I'm saying? It's right. Golden Eyes. Golden Eyes. No. Anyways. Um, yeah, he says something in a sarcastic tone, and he's like, I'm sure it wasn't invented back in your time, but that was sarcasm. And that was a pretty funny joke, because Black Adam's like, okay. And then he tries it on his own, and he's like, I'm not going to kill you. And then he kills him, and he goes, that was sarcasm. And Dr. Fate goes, I don't think that was much as sarcasm. It was an outright lie. And like, <laughs> that part was pretty funny, actually. <laughs> so, it, there's humor around him playing the straight man. Sure. But when he tries it on his own, it falls pretty flat. Yeah, I just and it's it, all like all the humor comes from like him killing people. It's just like oh, I could tell at one point like 
The movie opens up and it wastes no time. They dump an exposition on you. Oh, God. Like, an exposition of like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't need to know all of that in one sitting. Like, it was about a crown of the demons and then also was the powers of Shazam. And it's like, there's no context for this. I, I don't mind you give me a little bit of framework to show me how the thing works. But, like, it was all the powers of Shazam and everything all at once, which... They ended up negating anyways and like retconning it because Black Adam later tells the story of like, no, this is how it really happened. Right, right. So it's right. like you didn't need which, which to the me, full... Which to me made no sense. Like, why wouldn't you tell that story like you could have one of the characters be a historian and they're researching the history of, of Teth Adam and, and the hero of Kondok and figuring out how you know how it played out and and getting bits and pieces of information that are digestible and, and letting the audience like get brought up to speed slowly it, it it's the equivalent of is if like tolkien had just like put the entire genealogy of middle earth in the first like two chapters and you were just like this is all very useful information but there is zero context for what's happening right now it's a bad version of speaking of tolkien but like of lord of the rings such it's a bad version of that how they're like nine rings whatever right. one ring to rule them you know whatever it's a really bad version of that, and it's just like, wait, that's way too much information, and I don't retain any of it, and it, yeah. I don't need to know how everything works in the first literal three minutes of the movie. Well, and, and even worse than that, they keep, during the beginning of the movie, just the whole exposition dump, they keep trying to hint that it's the little boy that's the hero, but then they'll, they'll have scenes where literally, like, The Rock is standing right next to him, and yeah, you don't see his face, but like... Come on, man. Nobody else looks like The Rock. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not like, gee, who is that lumpy, muscular man standing next to this boy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can tell they digitally like debuffed him or whatever. But he still looks and like he's The still Rock. Shredded. You yeah. can tell it was his contract. He's like, don't make me, don't make me too uh, uh, weak in there. Like, come on, man. Yeah. So, now, it's, so like again, it, so it's stuff like that where like they're trying to hint that like it's the little boy, and you're like, it's very clearly not. We we very clearly know. Well, I didn't mind it as much. Like we're we're diving straight into this movie, by the way, where there's no we just they even give away the twist in the trailer to the movie. Like in the trailer to the movie, you hear Black Adam say, "They killed my son, and I sought vengeance." So yeah, they did, didn't they? I forgot about that. So, like, that's a pointless, useless aspect of the movie that all it does is just waste time. I didn't mind the reveal in itself. The reveal wasn't bad. But, like, in the first three minutes, dumping all that just to then later go, like, oh, yeah, by the way. Like, that's not really how it happened. Yeah, you could because I don't even know how the crown, I still don't really know, how the crown of the demons and everything plays into... If you could have told me how that works, I'd be like, okay, cool. But they couple that with the story of Black Adam right. or Teth Adam, whatever, and yeah. it's like, I don't... Yeah, the crown of Sabak. It's basically like the the demon crown that allows you to like assume the throne of hell or something like that. It's and, sure, and, but it didn't. Need, that aspect didn't need to be in there. The whole point of the movie was the story of Teth Adam becoming Black Adam, becoming the savior of Kondok. And then all of a sudden, there's like a whole another forty five minute long ending to it, where it's like, oh, now we have to fight demons. Like, no, like we were done. Like that, you you had them. That was it. We were, we, we were good. Yeah, no, it, it definitely goes on, but we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. We've just jumped into that movie uh, a little too deep, a little too uh, head first. Yeah, but like I said, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Let's rewind it a little bit. Okay, okay. I can tell the movie opens up and there's a exposition dump, and we're not going to do a full recap. We say that now, smash cut, we've recapped 85%. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, like, it's some archaeological dig. You can tell already someone's going to betray someone. If you don't know it now, it's going to reveal itself later. Of course, that's what happens. Like, the military comes for whatever reason, because Kondok is ruled by mercenaries at this point, or some mining company, which... I cool, don't know whatever. that's a thing, sure. but sure. Sure, whatever. I didn't that's know not how any of this works, yeah, but sure. Yeah, sovereign nation ruled. Okay, cool. <laughs> whatever. Um, so ultimately what happens is, is this this lady, this archaeologist, I don't even know what she does. I guess she's an archaeologist or she's just a citizen of Kondok who's wanted. I don't know. She unleashes Black Adam from his, his it's, she thinks it's a tomb, it's a prison. But uh, And he gets out and he just kills all of these mercenaries in a super gory fashion, which made me... Like, lead to believe. I could tell because I don't know why in my mind I see this. This is probably exactly how it played out. The Rock said something to somebody at Warner Brothers and was like, We need to establish very early on that this isn't your grandma's Batman movie and that this guy kills. <laughs> and they do not put too fine a point on it. Let's just put it like that. He just starts electrocuting everyone and just throwing people into mountains and just melting everyone. Like, well, and and it's, it's all PG thirteen. There's not like blood, but it's just like you can tell. You go like, I want to like, I want to set the tone early that this ain't your grandma's Batman, and just like, and, and that's sort of the problem is is when they unleash him for the first time. I mean, the dude's literally like throwing helicopters around and like flying through mountains, and and is just this unstoppable force. He's literally running at the speed of lightning through a whole group of mercenaries and like electrocutes all of them, puts a grenade in one guy's mouth flips a plane he chops the the rotary on one and sends it crashing to another like and then is completely neutered power wise through the entire rest of the movie just because he has to fight the the justice society of america like he's so powerful and so unstoppable in the first 15 minutes and then the whole rest of the movie it's like what happened to all that cool shit you were doing dog like what you, you yeah. were able to take out literally 80 mercenaries in the in a split second but Hawkman is giving you trouble? Get out of here. Yeah, well, we'll get into Hawkman here in a minute. Um, but yeah, it's they, they completely do that. And like so, for whatever reason, this is all going on. And I guess what the archaeologist lady wants, she has a son as well, who they do the cardinal sin, and I've talked about this when we talked about Obi-Wan. They just make the kid annoying as fuck. Right. Where some adult, and I understand it's a plot device, he gets you from here to there, and it gives the reason for the rock to fight whoever, Black Adam, but like... Black Adam the whole time has said, like, I don't give a fuck about you people. And yet this kid has wormed his way into his heart by being just, quite frankly, completely unlikable. It's just it's, demanding and naggy and like, well, well, hey, mister, hey, mister, hey, mister, hey, mister. He's like the worst version of John Connor. Like, he keeps trying to educate Black Adam, but there's no reason why he should listen to him in the first place. Yeah. Like, Black Adam should just be like, hey, kid, leave me the fuck alone. Zap, you're dead. Yeah. All right, cool, I'm going to go do my thing now. Yeah, like... And that's part of the problem is we're like, oh, we want you to save Kondok. That's why, like, we've we've unleashed you. And, like, he runs through the entire mercenary group in, like, ten seconds. So, yeah. like, Kondok is freed first five minutes right. of the movie. First right. ten minutes, whatever right. it is. Right. Like, right. before the opening act is done. You're like, oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, they're going to have to elevate the game. And so, and this is the, the problem I have is that then they introduce the Justice Society who apparently are just the lap dogs of Amanda Waller, played once again brilliantly by Octavia Spencer. Mm-hmm. No problems there. But like she's like, oh, you have to neutralize this threat. He's too powerful. Which I get that's something she would do. But like, I, at this point, I don't know what anyone wants. Right. Black Adam, I don't, I, he, I think he just wants to be left alone. But like, 
the kid keeps nagging him about, oh, you're the hero of Kondok. And he's like, I'm no hero, I'm no hero, I'm no hero. And it's like, well, you just killed every. You gave them exactly what they want. Like, right, right, right. It's, it makes no sense. And I, I just ran into a huge problem with that. So enter the Just Society of America. They're like, we're going to neutralize Black Adam. And now here is my biggest problem with the movie. Is I thought the actor who played Hawkman was fine. I had no problem with yeah, his performance. Uh, Aldous Hodge. Yeah. yeah. Knocked it out of the park. Had no problem with him. I thought they cast the JSA very well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Had no problem with any one of those members. Um, Dr. Fate, Piercy Brosnan's was awesome. Jamesy Bonds? Yeah, Jamesy Bonds. It's, um, they made Hawkman so short-sighted. Of just the fact, of like, well, Waller says you gotta bring, I gotta bring you down because if you go untethered, you could kill everyone. Like, I guess that's kind of a reason. Sure, but he's like, instead of trying to like negotiate with him, and like, hey, man, these are our concerns, these are our fears. Yeah, yeah. He just goes in guns blazing, which I think is just like, oh, we're gonna contain him and we're gonna get him to say the word Shazam and neutralize his powers. Like, okay, Mister Mixelplex, <laughs> like, whatever, like, cool. <laughs> Mr. Mixel. Yeah. That's a deep cut. It is. Yeah. That's not on the bingo box, but if it's not, it is now. Um, You're talking about Slizzle Scums? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Michael can do it backwards. Of course he can. (laughs) Anyways. um, But yeah, so, okay. My issue is, is Hawkman short-sighted. He just goes in there, guns blazing. He's like, we're here to negotiate your surrender. And it's like, we just met. Like, who the fuck are you? I've been entombed for 5,000 years. But here's my problem above all of that. One of the powers of Hawkman is that he's immortal. Right. And indestructible. And, well, and, yeah. he's the nth metal, whatever. That's his wings. That's his shield. That's all that shit. But he's immortal, not in the sense that he can't die, but when he does die, he gets reincarnated as himself right. amongst all of time and space. So he's lived thousands upon thousands of lives. Right. Right. And he, at some point in each of when he becomes the Hawkman, he regains the memories of his former selves. And yet, to make that character lack any form of like perception, yeah, yeah. it just makes zero he fucking has, sense. It's he like has zero like, foresight. Like his whole his whole uh, uh, mantra is like, "Well, a bad plan is better than no plan." Like, no, a bad plan is still a, still a bad, a plan. bad plan. plan. That's still a shit plan. Like. But, that's not how that works. Like you can't just you can't just come up with a first idea that pops in your head and be like, "It's better than no plan." Yeah, it's like, like, hold on, wait a minute, let's percolate on that for a minute. Yeah. maybe run it through a filter. I don't know. You want to take a second second shot at that? Stab at that. I'm down to the mean, editing process a little bit. I don't know. It, it just made no sense. Why would you make that character that gung ho and that right. just ignorant to compromise of any? Like you would think, like, oh yeah. And not only does he just get reincarnated back on Earth. He's been a Thangarian, he's been a Kryptonian, he's been, right, like, right, he has percent, right, like, right. depth of, depth of well, wisdom but, at his fingertips. But also, like, your second-in-command, Dr. Fate, can literally see the future. Yeah. So how Which, hard is it to be like, hey man, so I know you were having visions lately, I need details, tell yeah. me all about it. But as soon as Dr. Fate has a vision, he's like, Hawkman is, is like, so what did you see? Well, some vague shit. And Hawkman's like, cool, that's enough for me. He literally says a line, <laughs> which, yeah, he literally says a line. He's like, so you just going to keep hanging out here and breaking down cryptic shit or sending out cryptic shit? And Dr. Face says something about, like, you're going you're gonna to still be here to ignore it? Like they that doesn't address, answer anything. They address each other's flaws, like, and they act like Doctor Fate is so wise. Like, bro, knowing the future is just not wisdom. It's like, like I've seen the movie. I'm telling right, you, right, right, right. Like right, he's so wise. Right, like, right. dude, be real right. with me. Have a conversation with me. Be right. like, no, dude. 
I've seen visions of you dying. It's not too late to right. change that, but at the current rate we're going, something's Just because right. you saw the sneak preview doesn't mean you figured out how the movie ended. Like, yeah. like <laughs> you saw the sneak preview, dude. That's what happened. Yeah. You can't walk in opening day being like, you guys are going to love this ending. Yeah, you're going to love this. Like, by the way, <laughs> Vader, totally father. You're like, oh. You didn't discern that by watching the movie. You're not wise enough. Right. Like, you're not intuitive. You just know the fucking movie. Like, okay. So, again, I, I that bugged the shit out of me. And yeah. Apparently, I think we've talked about I know Michael and I have talked about it in person before. But apparently, a lot of actors do this. So I'm going to try to not make this personal. But he has something called a pitch count in his movies. Where you can't get too badly beaten up. Like, right. you can only take X amount of hits or whatever. And so, Hawkman is just there to be a punching bag for Black Adam. For them to go like, oh, we're too muscly alpha male. Ugh, and then they fight it out. And then Hawkman gets his ass kicked or gets a couple lucky shots in. And then they break it up, and then they oh we got to do it again, and it's just it's mostly just Dwayne Johnson fucking him up, and it's but, just like but, okay. but even even during even during the fight sequences, Black Adam doesn't take many one on one hits. Like no. most of the times that he gets hit, it's when the Justice Society all teams up, yeah. and so it's no, like, he just beats up Hawkman the whole time. Yeah, he gets yeah, a couple yeah. shots in here and there, but like for the most part, it's just him getting electrocuted and beat. Yeah, I, I, it. And I'm not sure what Hawkman's motivation is other than like Waller fall, tells him fall, to do yeah, yeah. And, and and but why? Like what does she have on him that, that makes like why wouldn't Hawkman be like, yo, forget this. Like what do I care what's happening in Condoc? You know, I got my own shit to worry about. Or Doctor Fate, like if 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 they had, had some sort of plot line where he had, had a vision that you know, Black Adam left unchecked would like run the world and become this great tyrant. You know, the, you know, world conquering tyrant. Then that was that was a, a a motivation for them to be there. But there was none of that. It was literally just Waller's like, "We need you to contain this problem." They're like, "Okay, yeah, why?" Yeah, you could even. I mean, you could even be like, "Hey, look, we're gonna leave you alone. You got Condoc, but if anything goes awry, we will be back, and we will be back in greater numbers. Like, well, and then, and, okay, like, fuck you guys. You know, something, something. I was off the top of my head. Something, but, like, obviously there's no movie without that. But, like, well, there's but, no mode. I don't know at any point what anybody wants. And that's, like, I, I'm not a writer, but, like, you have to somewhat know your character's motivations. Well, sure, like, what sure. are they in like, this for? The, what are the stakes for them? I mean, writing 101 is understanding why your characters go from, you know... You know, in Mallrats, what's the what's the motivation to get Brody and TS from the house to the mall? Our girlfriends broke up with us, and what makes us feel better than wasting time at the mall? Boom. That's all you need. Yep. Just one line of exposition, and you're off and running. None of that. None of that. Just Waller says so. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, Black Adam runs for the entire JSA with relative ease. Which, we haven't even... Okay. Spoiler, there's some. If you haven't seen the mid credit scene to Black Adam, go watch it now because I'm going to spoil some shit. Go watch it. Come on back. You back? You back? Okay. So she ends up sending Superman anyway. So why wouldn't that just be your first shot? Why wouldn't you just send Superman right off the rip and be like, oh, by the way, this dude is equally as powerful as you, so why don't you go handle that? Yeah. Be like, hey, there's a real threat. You might want to be there to contain this. And I'm like, oh, cool, okay. But at one point, even the Justice Society shows up in Condock and they start wrecking statues. Like they are the 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 international threats at this point. Right. And their whole and I get the point of the people. It was a fine line of dialogue. They're being like, you guys didn't give a fuck about Condock when we were under 
military rule, right. and they say it like eight times as they exploited our people and mined our resources yeah. and exploited. They say it's it very like, colonialism. It's, you I know, get military it. Military cool. industrial kind of you know. Yeah, like, and, it's, and it's fine. It's whatever. But like, so I get like they're mad. Like, oh yeah, we don't really trust the JSA. You guys didn't give a fuck about us until Black Adam shows up. At one point, Black Adam is beating up. They're all fighting Black Adam, the whole entire JSA. And they like start chanting his name. They're like, we love our champion. We yeah. love our champion. And Hawkman's like, wait a second, guys. You don't know what's best for you. And it's like, they obviously don't <laughs> want you here. Like, like you, like. Hey, if you're at a bar in a fight and the whole bar is cheering for you to get your ass kicked, you might be in the wrong bar, bro. Yeah. You, yeah. you might be in the wrong in this one. Yeah. It's like, okay. And it's like nobody knows that, and for and they're literally cheering it in the streets. Everyone's like, "Yeah, we love our champion. Go champion, boo JSA or whatever the fuck, boo these people, and boo just, this man, yeah, boo this man." <laughs> and they're still just like, "Wait a second, let me explain the situation." <laughs> like, like, you guys are obviously the pardon threat. me, pardon me, savages, calm yourselves. <laughs> right, I'm here to bring God to you, backwards people. Like, it's terrible, dude. It's like I I get like the line of dialogue about them being like, dude, you didn't give a fuck about conduct until this dude shows up, but like, no sense whatsoever. And then and then okay, so the whole movie is the JSA trying to contain Black Adam, and if they can just get him to say the word Shazam, which is his keyword, whatever, like yeah. his trans his transformation word, then he'll revert back to his human form, and that's and then they'll have him. So they do that at like I don't know ninety minutes into the movie. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. We're great. What a On great movie. We're, here, yeah, yeah, home stretch here. Let's let's let you know, let's take it home. And then I checked the time code and there was still like 40 <laughs> minutes left in the movie. Yeah, there was. And I was like, <sighs> I did I did the exact same thing. <laughs> I was like, how much more of this bullshit? Guys, I came. Like, yeah. you can get off me. We're good. We, we don't need to see any more of this. Yeah, I literally did the exact same thing at that point. I was like, so they got him like into the cryosis chamber, the cryo chamber, whatever, and he's got he's not the back to tank. Yeah, the back to tank ultimately, and he's they're like, as long as he's submerged in water, he can never say his name. And it's like, okay, cool, whatever. Like the bad guy had been vanquished, and like for whatever reason, when they killed him, they just the MacGuffin that they had, the crown, they just killed him and put him in a body bag still holding the fucking most valuable thing. That the, <laughs> the whole fight was over in the the first place. We're like, we're just going to leave it on the dead body. Don't worry. Like, so he comes back to life. You're like, what the fuck? Like, I, there's just too many points of like suspension of disbelief that I was just like, right. This is the premier like superhero league in the world and they're just going to be like, you know the the body of the evil guy that we were just killing <laughs> yeah, with the crown of yeah, demons. He can just hold it. Don't just worry about that. it. Yeah, and the crown literally. At says least we know the, where it is. Yeah, the 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 crown on it literally has an insignia that says like, "Death is the beginning of life." Death is the beginning, or life is the only way to death, or something like that. Yeah. And, and it's just like literally, if the Lord of the Rings thing said like, "Put this on, and you become invisible." Like, <laughs> whatever it was, it was so on the nose of just like, "What the fuck are we doing?" <laughs> like, then I just leave it on the dead body. <laughs> Inside of the ring says, "Keep away from fire." Yeah, keep away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Allergic to the fires of, of Mount Doom. Mount, Mount Doom. Yes. <laughs> like seriously, it's like, what the fuck, man. So, but yeah, that was at that point. Like, oh, you think that'd be the end of the movie? Like, set it up for a sequel? Some wrong. No. We got 40 minutes of CGI fuckfest. 
it's mostly and I'll, I want to give a shout out. I do like the the cast of the JSA. Like we've mentioned Pierce Brosnan, but Quintessa Swindell was Cyclone and Noah Centineo, I believe his name is. It was uh, the Atom Smasher. See, I I They disagree. were fine though. I I they were fine. I hated both I of those didn't characters. like their I hate that they were both they, they they were simply there to fill the cliche of like one's the plucky like can do you know new recruit and one's the fuck up new recruit like yeah. they literally were just there to fill those but they, roles they, but they played those roles fine like sure in, but it's not their writing those two were fine I never saw no no them, no they did a good job now, I'm, I'm not they I'm were not funny con- when they needed to be yeah, funny yeah. they were serious when like they were fine I had no problem with them yeah, I, I'm not I'm not complaining they about recast the actors. them as those two people in a future movie I wouldn't be like god damn they were terrible right, like, right. I would actually like to see Al Asajj continue to be Hawkman but well um, a good Hawkman yeah a decent Hawkman but yeah <laughs> but Hawkman died yeah not that Hawkman um, but yeah man it was it was rough man it's just funny in the fact that I I'm gonna I might just have to bash the rock here just a little bit go ahead I man I, I would like to say Mr. Johnson that uh, the views here reflected here on WC, WBW do not necessarily he almost said WCW <laughs> <laughs> It's Freudian. Monday Night Raw on WCW. Yeah. Um, man, I, I don't know. As he's getting older, he's just maybe it's just me, but he just gets on my nerves more. The fact yeah. that he's like, I want to I want to fight Superman, and I want to be Black Adam. And he, he thought of this being like the... Because DC's been struggling, let's just be honest. Yep. I didn't call it as not Marvel fanboyism. Marvel's been struggling, too. They haven't really found their footing in Phase 4 yet. We go through it. DC's been struggling consistently. Since the beginning. Yeah, yeah. with a few knockout of, the, like, knockout of the park home runs, but boy, they can't get on base a lot. Um, and so, like, but the fact that, like, The Rock was like, oh, we're going to, this is going to be the one that brings us all, and it's like, this? Like, you talked about this, like, oh, I want to do this for 20 years, right. and like, one, I don't believe you, and two, like, the fact that you think that you have the box office power to, like, save it all, maybe you do, but, like, Oh, and he's gonna fight Superman at the end, and that's what we're gearing up for. And it's like, you are the nemesis of Shazam, right? Like, what right. are you doing? Right. Like, you want to fight him? Be Lobo. Do something else. Right. He's fought Superman. Yeah, like, exactly. the fuck are you exactly. doing? Like, if that's Go your be Lex Luthor, if that's your end game, you have to watch who's Lex Luthor, right? Yeah, like Cerebral Rock. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Cerebrock. Cerebrock. <laughs> <laughs> that joke was. Brought to you by delicious Cinnabites. <laughs> Check a hell full of flavor. A hell full of mouthly flavor. <laughs> Punishing your diabetic system. <laughs> Anyways. Mine came with razor blades. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that... We that, have the best sponsors. <laughs> we do. We do. But that was like my problem. It's just like the fact that like you have this pitch count on you so you can't get beat up. And you're like, but I want to fight Superman. And it's like... Just shut up. Just yeah. shut like get your ego out of the fucking way. Like for just a minute. Like I don't I don't know, man. It just the whole thing bugged me for some reason. And it again, I think it's just me being me, but like it just it bugged me. And I think he's really like charismatic and likable, but sure. like, why would you do a movie where he's like again, he's like, I, I really need to hammer home the fact that he's an anti hero. Like, we got it. When you killed everybody right. like, within the first an entire three minutes. city. Yeah. Like, we got it. And then he's just not like like there's no redeeming qualities of it. And it's like why would you want this character to shoehorn in saving of the DC universe? Like, no offense, but like get over yourself, dude. Yeah, like I, I agree. You're not and this is gonna be mean. He has the box office power to do it. Sure. But you do not have the acting ability to save the fucking well, DCEU. Sorry, it, it, sorry, it, it, sorry. Even even going beyond the rock being being Black Adam, 
Black Adam himself does not have the power he's to not, save DC because he, he's consistently seen as the villain. He's consistently seen as, at best, the anti-hero. Yeah. Most of the time... Unlikable. Yeah, most of the time he's an unlikable prick. He's arrogant. He's, you know, nine times out of ten, he's a tyrant who has taken over conduct many times in the in the books. Yep. So... It, it, it's almost like trying to shoehorn in, you know, like Doctor Doom to be like the savior of the Marvel Universe, which works if you want to do that from a villain standpoint. Right. But may, trying to make Doctor Doom the hero that's going to unite all of the Marvel Universe doesn't work. Did we not? It's it's the this is exactly what Fox Studios did. They go, we're going to have a character with the most complicated backstory. Be the linchpin in our fucking mutants universe. Why right, are right. you using Wolverine's right. backstory? Right. Which I don't know. The writers don't even fucking know. Right. It's so confusing. Right. Memory his wipes. Whole, and his like... whole backstory is that he has no memory. He has no real history, and like so, everything that he ever thought he knew was suspect. Yeah, and he has from a certain point he's got it. And even then, there's a lot of betrayals and double crossings right. and what you thought you knows and clonings and this and that. And like why they chose to use that as the fucking linchpin of their. I get it. Hugh Jackman and Wolverine is one of the highest, but like, not his backstory. Like, right. stay away from that at all costs. Right. That's why I didn't mind them with the Hawkman thing being like, you could touch on it, but I understand them not using Hawkman's backstory on this too much. Because guess what? They've retconned it a bunch of right. times. It was already confusing as shit, but still, that's a hell of a retcon to take away one of his biggest powers. Is like, oh yeah, I'm fucking immortal, by the way. Like, I'll be back in 35 years. Like, oh. <laughs> Shit, the stakes don't seem as high now, do they? Like, which, that's why they had Dr. Fate sacrifice himself. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. For a guy who's supposed to be fucking immortal. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Like, at least be somewhat accurate to the comics so you have more to pull from, you know? At least so you can pay some reverence to it because that's where all this shit comes from. But if you're going to be like, we're going to save the DCEU, and we're not going to do it by the script that we already have laid out right. for, from the previous 80 years. Right. Why? Right. Like, why right. Why are you doing the that? The blueprint is literally there. Like that's, And I really think that that's what makes the Marvel movie so successful compared to the DCEU is because Marvel is just doing their own spin on the classic tales that they know are already hits. All the classics, all the... All the the benchmarks, all the you know, the, the all the keystones of the Marvel universe that have sold them billions of books. Yep. And they're just gonna go, okay, how do we do that in today's storyline? How do we make how do we connect that previous thing that was a hit to the next thing that we already know is gonna be a hit? And we knew like for example, when Shan- when Thanos shows up, everyone's like, Did you know about the stones? I'm like Yes. The second we saw Thanos, we know the snap is coming. It'd be the dumbest business move they right. can make. To that's the thing he's most known right. for. Right, right. It's like you go see fucking like Billy Joel, and you're like, not gonna play Piano Man tonight. Like, <laughs> really here to see Piano Man, my guy? Like, <laughs> it's the Piano Man tour. Like, hmm, maybe call it something else. Like, so we know that Thanos is gonna do the snap. What we don't know is which half are gonna die. Sign or, me up for or how or he, how he's gonna get right. them. Like what's the what is going to be the chain of events that's going to lead to the snap and the fallout thereof. Anyone with the fucking pulse who's read heard of Thanos knows like what is he famous for? Oh, he snapped out half of existence. Right. Using what? Oh, infinity stones. Well they've already got four or five of those. Hmm, what do you think they're building towards? Exactly. 
Exactly. For them to be like, oh, Black Adam's going to save it. And like, Black Adam's a fucking ancillary character at best. Right. Like, yeah. And you're like, ooh, but we're going to get him to fight Superman. It's going to be awesome. Like, we, we couldn't even get him to show up in fucking Shazam. And that's a much bigger connection. <laughs> Like, right. give me Kingdom Come. Take my money right now. Yes, like, yes, yes. That's the one time. I'm not a Shazam fan at all, but that's the one time. I love that motherfucker. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you haven't read Shaz- uh, uh, Kingdom Come, it's a great, really dark, uh, sort of ap- apocryphal uh, story of the of the DC Universe. Uh, yeah, it's basically the end of times with, uh, with all of your favorite heroes that are old and aged out of the hero game yeah uh it's it's, it's way it's way better than i'm laying yeah no yeah it. without giving away too much but they fight shazam and superman fighting and it's is gangster it's one of my favorite yeah uh, one of my favorite fights that they ever do and it's drawn by alex ross who yeah. re- real quick um he is doing a fantastic four book right now he's writing it and doing the art for it really and it's yeah it's on a apparently it's really good and he's changed his art style up from like the very classic americana look and it's like more psychedelic and stuff. Still, obviously, he's he's a master of his sure. craft, yeah, like yeah. unquestionably. Yeah, he he basically paints in like photorealism, yeah, or kind of yeah. a Norman Rockwell kind of. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, but um, but yeah, he's doing psychedelic stuff with the Fantastic Four. So, plug, plug, plug for those who right. care to. Yeah, check, check it out. That out. It's, yeah. it's gotten pretty good reviews. So, just the only reason I brought that up, Kingdom Come, weird segue, whatever. <laughs> but um. Yeah, to go back to it, though, I just don't understand why The Rock was so adamant that this is going to be what it is. And it seems like his own ego can't admit that, like, okay, you want to be Black Adam, but, like, and you're like, oh, well, I have the box office to make everyone like Black Adam. And it's like, dude, DC's been trying that for fucking right. forever. If, if Black Adam would have caught on by now, he'd be up there with Batman. And, he, <laughs> and he's just not. So, like, good luck, dude. Like, yeah. And it just seems really egotistical, and I just, it kind of bugs me. And it's like, and then you took all this time, like, you claim, oh, 15, 20 years, like, and that's what we walked away with, like, nah. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'll say it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. A shitty script is a shitty script. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, you could have had Dwayne the Rock Johnson playing Superman in this movie, and if it still had the same script, it's still a shitty script. And yeah. it's there, there's there's sometimes you can't just turn chicken shit into chicken salad. Yeah, you know? that's a, that's a good one. That should be on a what you've been watching shirt <laughs> coming soon to a Target near you. <laughs> I hope. Um, oh, you'll find retail store. Yeah, exactly. But no, nah, it was it was all right. I mean, at best, I would give it two wizards. Three, I'll give it three wizards. I'll give it three wizards. Out of the seven, seven. Okay, I think it was seven or nine. Yeah. I don't know. I'll give it a shit. I, wait, wait. That was too close to out of what? No, <laughs> I gotta redo it now. You get um, okay. Go ahead. A couple rings of power. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a shit. I got it. Yeah, I'm with you. You can fill in the blank literally there. <laughs> um, well, cool, man. So, yeah. Uh, do you want to dive into... We're still on DC. Let's talk a little more DC. You had mentioned something about rewatching a certain clown movie, I believe. <laughs> it says here in my notes. Yeah. I, uh, I rewatched the uh, the Joker. Oh, uh, Todd Phillips? Yeah, the Todd Phillips uh, Joaquin Phoenix joint. Yeah. They're doing a sequel. I heard, I heard. It's going to be a musical. It's Joker, Le Deux à Folie. Something like that. I don't speak Canadian. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think uh, the rumor is Lady Gaga is going to be Harley Quinn, I think. Is who they're gunning for? I, I, ooh, gunning for? Gunning for? Ooh. Plug, plug, tease, tease. Upcomings. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm fine with that. She's crazy talented. I just hope she doesn't do over-the-top nonsense, but I don't know. I mean, it's Harley Quinn, so I kind of hope she does a little over-the-top nonsense. Like, yeah. if, if you're going to go go big, I, I would say that that's probably the role to do it, you know? Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I just... I never saw, uh, what was it, To Catch a Rising Star or whatever it was. To Catch a Rising Star. <laughs> catch her in the Rising Star. <laughs> catch her in the Rising Star, whatever it was. Uh, a Star is Born. A Star is Born, that's she's, it. I mean, she's really good in that, but she's apparently terrible in the House of Gucci movie. Uh, yeah. So, I, I don't, I mean, she's she's talented, though. I mean, she's an artist. She's a true artist, I think. Yeah. It's, it's, not that, it's not that I have any, like, aversion to her. It's just, haven't really seen her work other than, like, American Horror Story, where she was fine, but... All she had to do was look hot and be creepy, and I think she's got that down pretty well. She's pretty good at that. She's <laughs> so. pretty good at that. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to my 1986 babies out there. I see you. Um, yeah, so, but how, what do you think about the Joker? Because I, I think I've talked about it. This is going to be the great rehashing, which we, we've warned you of before, but um, what did you think about the Joker, man? I mean, I loved it. I thought it was a brilliant character study of the deconstruction of 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 a mental state it's it's you're you're literally watching in the best and worst way you're watching someone break down over the course of almost three hours there is so much over the top stuff in that but there's also so much subtlety in that movie Mm -hmm. joaquin phoenix certainly deserved that oscar like truly and just facial expressions and just a man being withered away physically and mentally to nothing the movie gets a lot of flack, and I, I do have a certain sensitivity when it comes to those who struggle with mental health as mm-hmm. somebody. And I, I do take my shit very seriously, um, just in terms of, uh, I think, to punch down or something like that. But a lot of people gave that movie shit, saying, like, oh, it misrepresents all of mental health. I'm like, no, I think it emphasizes the importance of it. Sure. And it also, to me, does not paint that every single person that struggles with, with the things that, that this gentleman struggles with or this way. Not all mental health patients are violent. Sure. Like, I don't see that at all. Right. The, the whole point of the movie is that he is the fringe element. He is, yeah. the, he is the outlier of not what will happen, but what potentially could happen. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... The weird part is, is that they play it so sympathetic that when he murders a guy live on television, you're rooting for him by yeah. that point. And that's that's the mastercraft of that movie. That's the movie's like, holy shit, I'm rooting for this guy. And you are like, oh, I see how it that's that's the the magic trick that that movie sure, plays. Sure. Yeah, yeah, is is you buy into the Joker's madness in this weird like almost cult-like way. Like you're you're I mean, he does horrible despicable things and he's not a good you know, it, he, he's not a reliable narrator in terms of, of following his story because, as we see in the movie, he has delusions of grandeur and, you know, imagines whole scenarios that never ended up happening. But that that makes it all the more tragic in, in as much as, like, the only happiness that he ever finds is in his own delusions. Yeah. It's it's a brilliant movie. Uh, I... A lot of people are like, oh, I didn't know you could just do Taxi Driver or The King of Comedy and rehash yeah. it again on The Joker. And it, Yeah, that's fine why, with me. Why not? Why yeah. not? It's fucking brilliant. Like, mm-hmm. I, The only issue I really had with the movie, and this has nothing to do with the whole movie or its structure or its pace. Really, I, I am like a few hairs away from calling that movie a masterpiece. I am a big fan of that movie. Sure. I, I really am. I think it is like expertly done and just taken so seriously and like believable in the sense of like you're right like this 
given this particular set of circumstances, could this be the origin of this of this Joker character? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. We still don't know his name. Yes, it's Arthur Fleck, but it's not. It's right, you know, right, right. like the only issue I have, and I didn't mind the connection to the Waynes. The only thing I didn't like was that the Joker was responsible for the killing of Martha and Bruce Wayne. Indirectly. Indirectly. I, sure. I didn't I mean, like, like He that. starts the riot that gets them killed. That gets basically. them killed. And they're wearing a Joker mask sure. at the time. Which, I didn't, need, I didn't need to know the origin of Batman in this movie. I was really hoping that they stayed away from it because we all, we all know what happens to Thomas and Martha sure. Wayne. And it was like, you didn't have to do that. And at that point, it became, I, I understand it's like you're, your highest grossing fucking character that DC owns is by far Batman. Like, right. Let's be very clear here. So I get they're like, how do we make the connection? Some, yeah, how do we squeeze <laughs> some Batman? Into make this? the Batman yeah. connection. Say the word Wayne as often as possible. <laughs> Mention Bruce like as often as possible. Um, I just I didn't need that to unfold in this particular way. It see I I didn't mind it as much because it felt a little too like little too uh, Skywalker-ish in the terms of like there's this giant universe and like only the we only care about the people whose last names are Skywalker or fucking Palpatine, Palpatine or, yeah, or Solo yeah, yeah or so I, I, I follow yeah I, I follow you on that I, I I didn't mind the the Wayne's aspect of of it just in terms of I think that them dying by the madness of the city. You know, not not necessarily that it was a direct crime against them or like like they were the like they were the target. It it literally was they were just at the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, it, it it's it wasn't political, it wasn't it wasn't a revenge story, it was literally just they were out and the madness of the city overwhelmed them. And so to to me it, it gave a little bit more gravity and a little bit more impetus to like why Bruce Wayne would be so concerned with I have to control the chaos of the city. And I get that. I truly do. And the way you just worded that actually I fully get that. That it was it, it I didn't need a catalyst. I guess in my mind why Bruce Wayne wants to sacrifice his body to the city and that's ultimately what it was. Sure. And in like the Dark Knight they're like Thomas Wayne was supposed to be the hero. Like mm-hmm. in in the Dark Knight like the the Chris, Nolan, the Chris yeah. Nolan verse. He was supposed to be the hero because he was the one that he he openly says, and like, Gotham's been good to us. We've taken a lot from the city. And you can tell that, like, they are a foundationally, like, they're like the Rockefellers, like, Mm -hmm. back in the day. Like, they are, like, generationally, like, we helped build America, and it was not all pretty. There was some some slave labor involved, things of that nature. Like, it wasn't pretty. We've, We've pimped out a lot of people to get our resources what they were, but... Thomas Wayne was the one that was supposed to be like, hey, I'm going to give back from my resources and things of that nature. I'm going to be truly Rebuild the city. Transparent. Philanthropy? Philanthropy. A falafel. Falafels. Uh, Yeah, he was going to open falafel stands (laughs) on every corner with crab juice. Uh, Falafels (laughs) and crab juice uh, on every corner. That was the vision. Um, And so he was supposed to be the hero. And Bruce, obviously through tragedy, still has some of that in him, but didn't didn't quite do didn't quite connect those dots that way so he was like yeah, i'm gonna spend all my money being a bat and punishing the wicked instead yeah, of because he's he's instead of preventing it from being like that's that's the great turmoil of Bruce. instead of preventing it from happening by changing infrastructure which he does at a certain point but he's still like i guess my issue with it is is that like the wayne's the wayne's being murdered to me 
in this universe, in the in the Todd Phillips verse, um, they were very negligent, as you can tell, just by his character, his demeanor of like, dude, I didn't know your mom. Your mom's fucking crazy. Right, and like, right. oh, he's a good man, and he might well be. And maybe this character, the way he played him, was very short sighted. He needed to be a by his his murder and his wife's murder needed to be a byproduct of their own negligence, not the Joker's. Not the Joker sparking the. I see. Does that so, make any so, sense? Yeah. So, because in the movie he's running for he's running for mayor, and he's it's kind of hinted that he's running a dirty campaign. He's getting a lot of like. Uh, he's not as, as squeaky clean as he was in like the just by his or or, or he's not as, sque- as squeaky clean as he would present to the people in terms yeah, of like yeah. I'm here for you and I'm gonna fight for your like. He's getting mob money influence and stuff. Like, they never outright say it, but it's heavily intimate. Yeah, and, and it's like the fact that he won't reach out to even, like, get Arthur Fleck's mom help and stuff. Like, he's, oh, your mom's a nut job, kid. Like, you wouldn't say that to a, a dude who's coming. Hey, dude, I think you're my dad. Right. Like, the fact that you're, your mom's fucking crazy. Get out of here. And you punch him? Like, no offense. That's not, like, a true, like, my heart pours out to you. Like, hey, man. I hate to be the bearer. There's a much gentler, softer sure, way to sure. approach that. And then just going, hey, dude, your mom's fucking crazy. Bye. Like, you just shatter the whole dude's reality right there. Like, and so, like I said, so his murder needed to be, in my opinion, for this movie to fire on all cylinders, did not need to be because of the Joker. And I guess it is, in a weird way, his own negligence because he was negligent to care about the lesser, the, the less fortunate. But that was my only thing. I didn't need that connective tissue. I, I hear you on that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I don't know a better way to explain it. And if I keep going, I'm just going to say the same point. <laughs> no, no. I, I have no you. problem doing it. I can just say them loud. <laughs> so. Welcome to the Watch Me Watch podcast. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but other than that, like, I mean, that's not, that doesn't take away from the movie in its entirety. Like, no. that was my no. only very small, like, gripe about it. It was kind of like, eh. I could have gone without that. Sure, sure. You know, sure. And, I, and I had no problem. The tie into the Waynes, him thinking he's his father, I loved all of that. Just the fine little thread at the very end where they get killed in a Joker mask and it's because of the Joker, like the, the, as they say, you know, it being a powder keg and Joker was just the match or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't need it to be that literal. Sure. Like, so that was my only small, small qualm. Yeah. But, um, I mean, other than that, it's, it's, the movie is so brilliantly shot, like you really get the sense of Gotham as like a living, breathing, vibrant city. And it's you know? so corny to call like a city or your your setting a character in your story, but it really is in this one. Oh sure. Like Yeah, yeah. I mean, in as much as, you know, the the Nostromo is 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 a character in the alien movie or or yeah. you know I'm trying to think of, of another good example. Like the submarine in Hunt for Red October is its own character. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like sometimes the setting is so integral to the plot of the movie that like you have to treat it like, you know, like like it, it, it's its own authoritative figure. It and they do a good job of this. That very clearly paints the have and the have-nots, and even Joker pontificates that against Murray, which is just brilliant to say Murray when he's well, like Murray. Yeah, he's like if those were three homeless dudes that got shot. None of you would fucking blink an eye. Right. Not a single, but because they happen to be Wayne employees, like, we're supposed to, like, call them martyrs? Like, no, they're shitty people. They were harassing and assaulting people. Like... Right. Yeah. Did they do... Here's where the thing is. You agree with them in the moment, you're like, yeah, they deserve to die, but then you're like, you forget about your own humanity because the movie takes you there. And you're like, oh, well, they didn't actually deserve to die, but damn, this guy really got me there for a second. Right, they were assholes, but... Deserving to get shot in the face, Meh, maybe. And not. even then, it was self-defense, right? It, it truly was. They were stomping the man, and he 
bow bow. Like, got caught slipping. <laughs> got caught slipping. And you know this, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I love that movie, though, man. Um, truly. Yeah. It's it's a it's almost as I mean it's yeah I I think you made the 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 comparison to Taxi Driver earlier and I think that's a really really good comedy comedy comedy. yeah it's 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 almost a little bit American Psycho just a little bit yeah just watching the breakdown and the deterioration of normalcy in a human being and seeing them finally slip into you know effortless madness his his acceptance of his new reality and the joy it brings him. Mm-hmm. Is, I mean, unfortunately for everyone else involved in Gotham, <laughs> that new reality is very uh, troublesome. Yeah, yeah. but his acceptance was like, oh, I f- not I wish I caused all that, but I wish I had a form of that understanding of purpose in life. And when Joaquin Phoenix did that, and he, spoiler alert, murders his mom in a in a hospital, going like, I used to think my life was a tragedy. I just figured out it's a comedy. Right. And he snuffs his alleged mom or whatever like that. His his adopted mom. I guess. I'll Who was the actress in that? Because she was phenomenal. She was. I can Google it real quick if you want to yeah. talk your points. Do, 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 do. No, uh, other than that, I was just going to talk about... <laughs> was... Charlie Brown Christmas there? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to mention how, uh, as well as that movie is shot, like you really get a sense of... Francis Conroy. Francis, that's right. And shout out to Zazie Beetz, who's awesome in that. As limited as she's used. The Neighbor? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Francis Conroy, who was also in American Horror Story, so to tie that back, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just the the city is so well shot in terms of it. uh, It paints a perfect time frame, like it's it's sort of this like late '80s, early '90s ish, without being too specific in any timeline. Like, uh, but you know, they keep constantly mentioning that the there's a garbage strike going on, and like. You're just seeing piles of garbage, yeah, just stashed, you know, stacked everywhere. They they mentioned several times that it's a heat wave, and you can sort of feel the oppression and the the the, the, the humidity and the tension, and like just in the in the common citizenry. Like again, like they they paint Gotham as a as a literal living embodiment of the madness that is enveloping everyone and it's it's so well shot and so well put together um you know his dance sequence when when oh, he's going going down the stairs and smoking and, a cigarette yeah yeah, 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 yeah like he the way he's just sort of lithe and like very almost reptilian yeah i was or, about to say like a serpent almost yeah, like, yeah 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 no that's brilliant man the whole movie is and it makes you question a lot of things of like when he Anytime you hear the music come on, like the smile when your heart is breaking, right. smile, you hear that and you, in, at the end of the movie, knowing what you know, you know that a lot of those scenes weren't real. Right. And so, like, I still ask myself, like, when he went next door to his neighbor's house, like, did he kill her? Because in his mind, it shows him, like, leaving and then they go on this date and then he just sees him leave alone, wet, and you're like, after you know what you know about the movie, you're like, oh, did he fucking kill his neighbor too? Like, right. She right. didn't do anything, but I don't know at that point. They don't answer it. You're like, oh, shit. And like, at the very end when he's, like, in the hospital and he's laughing with the... Psychiatrist. Yeah, the yeah. psychiatrist. And you see him run out with blood streaks on the floor. Is this the new reality that he lives in, or is this another right. fantasy? And it's it's really good. Like, there's a lot of things when you go back and rewatch, you're like, oh, shit. Like, what are you really telling me here with this? A lot of cues that almost... I'll say this is a really big compliment. 
almost Godfather like in terms mm-hmm. of like when like subtleties of like knowing what you know about the movie in retrospect right, right. and like and you can never unfortunately rewatch something with that gift of hindsight like you you just can't you know, you know once once the genie's out you're like oh fuck but sometimes it works to an advantage you know, sure when you sure, know something you, you can you go have back a deeper like, appreciation for it little subtleties that you notice and and little little hints of the character you know like even something as simple as the way he lifts his eyebrow or the way he holds his hand when he's talking to somebody like yeah. there's there's it's this really he squeezes things like into himself and then like, yeah it's yeah it's yeah. it's brilliant man. It's, he, he knocked it out of the park with that performance man and i have no problem with that franchise being just standalone like hey todd phillips you just play in this universe sure. yeah. as lo- but don't shoehorn it my my fear is and i love todd phillips as a director i do we can all admit the hangover movies by two and three was like we don't ever need another one of these again right like, right 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 but i mean at, at that point once you're working on the third movie then you're just taking all the b and c list jokes that got cut from the first movie and going like well screw it we we can string them together for two hours who cares and good for him he i mean those are that's a multi-billion dollar oh, yeah. franchise yeah, like yeah he's like i put his ha- name on the map and yeah, yeah, yeah he doesn't have to work ever again if he doesn't want to and yeah. so he did that got his money and i was like he can do artistic stuff and really express them I don't want to speak for that. He might have been doing that before. I'm mean, like, fuck you, man. I really enjoy it. You know. But you know what I mean, though. Like, he, right. it's not like God. I got to take a gig to work. Like, he can like really like I can do a movie when I want to because I have a good idea. And by all means, it sounds like when he approached DC about this Joker movie, it sounded like it was kind of his idea of like I really have a good idea for this Joker movie and let me pitch it. So. I mean, good on him. Yeah, one, so, one of an Oscar, so yeah, I'm I'm all about the um, the sequel, though. I mean, I if he's got a good idea, let's roll with it, man. Yeah. So I'm willing to give the guy a chance. I think he's a brilliant filmmaker and he's really underrated. So um, with that, let us take a break from our sponsor. Uh, sandwiches, sandwiches, they're everywhere. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> and thank you from our sponsors, sandwiches. Do you have two pieces of bread? The object to your left is now a sandwich. Shoe sandwich. Lamp sandwich. Dog sandwich. Sandwich everything. They're delicious. <laughs> oh, man. I even knew that was coming. It just made me laugh. <laughs> Why don't they advertise that aspect of sandwiches? If you have two pieces of bread, any, you can sandwich anything. It might not be edible, but you can be like, bam. like Sandwich. Yeah, if there's an object to your left, just cuff that bad boy in some bread. <laughs> And if it's split down the middle, it's officially a dog. Done. Yeah. <laughs> bread. Step your game up, bread companies. Oh, I'm missing out. That's money everywhere. <laughs> Send us money. We will hype yeah, you we up. Got you. That's we will a, promote yeah, the shit out of you. All trademarked by what you've been watching studio, so you cannot <laughs> steal our advertisement campaigns. Um, which are very real sponsors, by the way, and they do pay us to say these things. I mean Sandwich LLC. Got a check. <laughs> check right here. We get we get checks sandwiches. We get checks from Big Sandwich. <laughs> big Sandwich. Not Big Tobacco. Big Sandwich. <laughs> oh man, that truly brought me great joy. You ever uh, seen that movie? Thank you for smoking. <laughs> Thank you for eating. <laughs> the sandwich lobbyists come in. Oh man. Oh, okay, reset. Anyways, doggy style. Fuck, that was really funny. That was really funny. Thank you, Big Sandwich. Um, okay, we were talking DC, and we got a pivot here. Um, so as you very well know, we were saying earlier how um, Joker is a very standalone movie. 
Um, it is not tied in, and I hope they don't do it, tie it in with the rest of the DC universe. I don't foresee I that happening. I really hope so. Um, but James Gunn has decided to come in and replace some people at DC, and he has been uh, promoted or hired on as the, their version of Kevin Feige, along with, and this is the part that scares me, David Zaslav, who is the guy who's burning the the uh, HBO Max. Oh, I thought that was the president of Ukraine. Oh. <laughs> no. I don't think it is. Oh, never mind. Is it? No. I, don't know. <laughs> I think it's David Zaslav. I don't know. You got me fucked up. Zawinski? I don't know. Whatever. Lewinsky? Who knows? Um, yeah, they... Zaslav, I think, is a guy that was, like, fucking up. Uh, he canceled Batgirl and all that other shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's come in, and he's pretty much hired Dave, uh, James Gunn to be their version of Kevin Feige. And I love it because I think he's burning the entire DCEU to the ground. And you know what? Good. Good. It's time to reboot it because how long do you keep dragging along a sick horse? I mean, I, I'm i fine with it. I think he has quoted uh, was quoted saying something along the lines. I mean, maybe he didn't say this, but this is what I read and I hope he said it. Something along the lines of like... How many more mediocre DC movies do we have to sit through? Yeah. Yeah. Like, not saying they're bad, not saying, but just like, it's just medals and mediocrity. And like, well, when you compare, and and this is such a a, a nerd thing to do, but you have to. You have to compare the money that Marvel has made compared to the money that DC has made. Now, granted, DC has done really, really well for themselves, but they're not making Marvel money. They're not having billion-dollar movies. They're not having billion-dollar franchises. I mean, Spider-Man Far From Home crossed the $2 billion mark, something something of the like. Joker is the highest... Rated R, uh, sorry, the uh, highest grossing R rated film of all time, and that crossed barely crossed the billion dollar mark. So, and like even then, like Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, like made like eight colon Dawn of Justice, colon this movie is too long, colon they fight for 12 minutes, yeah, out of a three hour movie, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they're making hundreds of millions of dollars, but like being realistic here, they're leaving billions off the table, yes, yes, like, yes. Yeah. And let's just be real here. And so I love the fact that James Gunn is like, yeah, we're probably all the things that like he's he's more than willing to step on toes to get things the way that they should be. It's to, to steal a sports analogy. It's the equivalent of they're making the playoffs every year, but they're getting crushed in the semifinals every year. And yeah. like they're they're never going to win the championship. They don't have the team to do it. Yeah. They don't have the vision to do it. So at what point do you just do you stop going like Eh, we're cool with fourth place every year. Yeah, let's roll it out there again. Yeah. yeah same season. Like, yeah, no, trust me. I'll, I'll let you... Because I could pull names into exact circumstances that are going on right now in the sports world. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, just roll them out there every fucking year. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that's a really good analogy, actually. Um, Thank you. I worked hard on it. Yeah, no, you got to take it to the next level, man. They're leaving billions off the table. Yeah. And everyone's getting their feelings hurt because the, the Snyderverse, like, I... The fans of the Snyderverse, it's it's like a lot of things that I care about. When the when a fan base becomes toxic, you're just like, I don't give a fuck. It makes me like Zack Snyder less. Yeah. And it's not his fault. He by all accounts, everyone that I've ever heard any say anything about him in an interview, I understand it's a public forum, you don't typically trash people. But like the word on the street, he's a really nice guy. Sure, sure. He knows and how to direct a movie. I, I think he's a perfectly capable director. I yeah. think that he was 
misguided in his vision of a lot of aspects of the DCEU, particularly Superman. Uh, most, I just outright will say, I have... I love Henry Cavill as Superman. Sure. I think he's an incredibly talented guy. I get why he was the choice. But he's like, got a great look to him. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I buy him as Clark Kent. I buy him as Superman. He's a great leading man. Nothing in his performance, you know, really leaves me wanting or or yeah. You know, but just grim, dark Superman that doesn't give a fuck about humanity. He fucking is, they took the optimism out of Superman. Yeah, like that's the one thing above everything. He's always, always. Yeah always optimistic of like we can do this like yeah he's the big blue hope yeah like what the fuck you just stripped him of optimism to the point where he had to snap somebody's neck in front of a family <laughs> like what the fuck are we doing his dad told him no son don't save me and superman went yeah you're right dad yeah you're right i had no problem with pa kent being killed but not like well, in that fashion with him looking at the guy and well, going like eh, don't let the world know you exist but if, hide. if you're, if you're, like, if you're gonna kill pa kent like Christopher Reeve did it best in in the first Superman movie, where as a boy he's racing his dad up to up to the farm, and Pa just stops and goes, "Oh no!" and just drops dead from a heart attack. And then there's a funeral scene, and he's telling you know he's telling his mom, "I have all these powers, but I still couldn't save him." Exactly. Like that's his motivation. That's how you kill Pa Kent. You make him so wholesome and so. Integral and, so, and, and and it's such a necessary part of Superman's growth and his outlook on humanity that to remove it sort of influences every decision that Clark Kent ever makes from that point on. Absolutely, it, and him dying. It's, it, it's almost the inverse of 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 uh, Martha and and Thomas Wayne in terms of what were of the names again? Martha and Thomas Wayne. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, I forgot who's what the mom's name was. Oh, Martha. Yeah, Why'd you yeah, say that? Yeah. Martha. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't. Yeah. Um, no, but, and that's the thing. Is like, and now it's just become, instead of us talking about James Gunn, we're just going to bash, which we're going to bash. We'll, we'll come back around. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back around. around. But um, if, if Pa Kent sacrificing himself in that manner led to some grand revelation that helped him be the best Superman he could be, right. and they wrote it that way, I'd be fine with that. All that did was then go, you don't reveal yourself to the world ever for anyone for any reason. And then millions of people die because he won't reveal himself to the right. alien. And it's like, your whole moral that you tried to say was actually terrible. And he ends right. up, in order to save everyone, needs to do the exact opposite. Right. Like right. So right. what Like what was your moral sacrifice, like your physical sacrifice where there was no point of it like written where it's like, this is, oh, that's a callback. This is why he's reluctant to do something. And it made him a better Superman. No, agree, Pop, agreed. Yeah. He just dies and he's like, don't save me. Hide for the rest of your life. Like, dude, you're right there. Right. Like, you're right there. And also, I don't know if you know this, but faster than the speeding bullet. bullet. <laughs> like, jeez, dude. What the fuck is your, like. If you got time to look me in the eye and wave me off, I probably have time to save you. Could have done it there by now. I could have been there and back by now. Like, the fuck are we talking about here? Like, and then how hard is it just to be like, if witnesses are like, yeah, I saw a boy just jump out and he was faster than he was like, no, you didn't. It was a tornado. You were confused. Or you run into the tornado, let it pass over you. Everyone thinks you're dead and you go, it was a miracle of God. And everyone in your redneck country is like, oh, yeah, sure it did. Yeah. And you're like, oh, see, avoided that one. Like, there's a million. Like, Just I, save your dad. Yeah. And there's no moral reasoning for it. And it's just the lack of optimism that they did under Zack Snyder, especially with that character. Like, it just makes no sense. And everyone's I mean, like... You, you want to bring me a, a grim and gritty, you know, 
Batman movie starring Ben Affleck, who, by the way, I think might be one of the best Batman Bruce, and Bruce Wayne and Bruce Wayne's ever put together. I, I I really do think that his motivation was lacking in the sense. Of well, like, once he starts rambling about rampantly, there's a one percent chance that which which is which is a Batman thing to do, but it. Batman would just have a plan. He, right. would, he wouldn't execute the plan right. because fuck this guy. Right. He would say... Basically, his whole motivation is if this Superman is so powerful that I have to assume that he has ill intentions. Because if I don't, I can't be caught unawares. Well, that's not how Batman operates. Yeah, he would be like, okay, like, let me talk to this guy and then we'll... He would have a backup plan for it. Sure, oh yeah. He, believe me, he's not coming with, with some hidden weapon or some sort of backup plan, but... Why wouldn't he do that for Wonder Woman? Why wouldn't he do that for The Flash? Why wouldn't he do that yeah. for Aquaman? Which like, he does in the comics, yeah. Which he does, right, right, yeah, right. The yeah, Tower he, of Babel. Yeah, exactly. The, the, that's Ra's all. al Ghul gets his hands on the fucking contingency plans that Batman has to take out the Justice League. Hmm. And guess what? They work surprisingly well. Yeah, yeah. But but it. So why wasn't that the anyway? Yeah, just. Yeah. And so, then again, they. During that whole movie, they I, I timed it. Out of a almost three-hour movie, they fight for about 12 minutes, which breaks down to about 18 to 20% of the movie. Yeah, I'd say probably, yeah. Probably yeah. less than. Probably yeah. less than, yeah. I don't even know. Especially in the, un, the ultimate cut or whatever they got. Oh, where it's another 40 minutes of additional yeah. footage, and you're yeah. like, oh, I see why this got cut. Yeah, didn't need yeah. any of this. And I'm I'm not trying to bash Zack Snyder, and I'm I'm actually glad that he got to go out and make his version of Justice League. I I am like good for him. You know, it sucks that he couldn't do that due to tragedy. I'll also be very honest here too. I saw it, and people treated it like it was a fucking masterpiece. I do not see that at all. It no. is so long winded and yeah. so unnecessary, so much. and so, so self indulgent into its own importance that it's I, just like I will yo. say there are certain cuts and certain uh, camera angles and, and certain cinematography that I think works better oh, than the Joss Whedon cut, but not enough to warrant a whole nother it's, like almost hour and a half tacked on the movie. Like no, it's, it's really like in terms of plot. Points and beats. It's it's kind of the same thing. It's yeah, like it's it's more of the same. All the all the information you need to know as to why they save the day is there. Right. Like that's exactly what it is. Like, but it's just they expand in the house. Like Flash has to reverse time and Cyborg. They all save the world in their own ways on these different missions, and they just expand that. And that's like the third act. Just is like what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. There was literally. A cyborg movie going on that this is this and it and I understand why he did it that way because he truly wants each and every one of them to have their moment to shine, but like you don't have to do it like that. Like we're pretty easy going. Give them all something cool to do. Make them earn their right on the team. Cool. Like I see why he's on the team. Well, but but also and and this is something that you and I have talked about before. Like you can't give, you can't just throw all these characters together in the in a movie for the first time. We've never seen them before. And then give them all their moment to shine and give them all their backstory. Like the the reason Marvel worked so well is because they spent the time bringing all the characters to the forefront, explaining their stories in their own individual movies, and then bring them together in the Avengers, just like they did in the comic books. Like yeah. they didn't just open up on the Avengers and then go, "Oh, well, you like that? Well, here's a Thor story. Here's a Captain America story. Here's an Iron Man story." Right. They brought them all together, vis a vis, like. Dis, dis separate stories that were unified by a common threat. Right. And yeah. so to try and reverse engineer that to where we have a common threat, we're bringing everybody together, and now you guys get to go explore your own individual stories. Yeah, in the third act. 
like yeah. of all places. Like, yeah. oh, you remember those little Easter eggs that were like, oh, here's a little sprinkling of their backstory. Yeah, we're gonna play all of that out. Right. It's like, right. Whoa, right. for six characters, like that's a lot. Oof, that's a lot. Oof, like it's tough, and and so not just that, but like under under the Zack Snyder, the the DCEU that they were, it just. There wasn't the guy, and, and and I again, I think Zack Snyder knows how to shoot a movie, and he's a very talented filmmaker. But like, I don't think he was the guy with the vision for that. I, I like, don't think so. No. I don't think so. And like, Wonder Woman apparently is getting the axe underneath James Gunn. Patty Jenkins is walked away. Is that's all that everyone says, and everyone's making it seem like James Gunn completely gave it the axe, and he might have. I don't know. I don't want to speculate that. But point being, it's like they're they're going this from the floor up. Well, yeah, but, but that's my what, other reason into But 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 why would you if you're if you're renovating a house, like let's say you you buy a piece of property, there's a house already there and you just go, I'm going to build from the ground up. Why would you hold on to one like however spectacular that room is? Why would you demolish the rest of the house and still hold on to that one room yeah. just to build around it? To, sort exactly. of, to try and integrate it? Like no, just smash it down and then you can re- recreate the the room at your leisure with your own, you know, your own flair and your own, yeah. your own like image in it. If, and this is just to continue your analogy, if the house is dope enough and strong enough, you'll find a place for that object that you wanted anyway. Exactly. Like, that's how I feel. Exactly. Just to keep going with your analogy. Exactly. But if he builds it right, every all the things that we liked about the previous right. aspects of it, you can go like, well, we're keeping it's that. Like, I really like that fireplace, so smash the rest of the house and we're going to keep that fireplace. Yeah. Like, well, now what do you like about now, the fireplace? Oh, well, I like the marble. Okay, cool. Let's cool. just keep that then. We can we can integrate we can, that yeah, somewhere right else in the room. room. Right. Yeah, we'll like, take plenty of pictures. Don't worry. Yeah, like it, it makes no sense. So I'm all for it. Unfortunately, the internet is freaking out about it, and they're like, "Thank you, fire, fire James Gunn already!" Like Jesus, man. Like chill out. Like give him a chance to fuck it up first. And quite frankly, it's James Gunn. Like if ever there's somebody who's going to bring a balance of both humor and emotion and action and fun to a, to to a series. This is the guy you would want. I mean, I mean, I'm, why not? I'm all about it, man. In in the sense of, I hope that he does something very much so like Kevin Feige started to do. And what, who I really give the credit for is, I mean, he's just gonna get the underrated performer because I just want to <laughs> give him something because he's held such high esteem around here. I'm gonna give it to Johnny Favs in Swingers. All right, he gets the <laughs> underrated performance. We haven't talked about Swingers, but I am about to talk about Johnny Favs. He did Iron Man. He's money, baby. He's money. He's money. Johnny Favs just gets a statue from the Watchmen watching people. Don't know if he's gotten one already, but he's getting a second one if he does. Cool. I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame at least. He's, it's all in agreement. So um, he did something really important, though. And he did Iron Man 1, and he did Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. And when it came to all the other movies, he kind of was like in talk. I mean, obviously, Kevin Feige was the guy. Kevin sure. Feige was the guy who was like, this is this is the plan. But like, whose who's help was going to shepherd well, yeah, who Kevin, was gonna, and Kevin Feige was laying down the tracks. Johnny Favs was the conductor, yeah, kind of like and, he was the one that was that was putting the train in motion. And John Favreau did something which I really respect. When it came to the Avengers, he got an, uh, an executive producer credit for it, mm-hmm. but he took his hands off and he's like, "I'll put all the pieces in place. Otherwise, it becomes my world, mm-hmm. and I don't have the time, nor the energy, nor do I think I have the wherewithal to make this like." And he knew when to step away. I hope James Gunn has taken a real look at it, and I don't think he will. I don't know the guy personally. This is just me hoping. Mm-hmm. This is all. I hope that he doesn't try to micromanage it to death. In terms of where, if everything is, James Gunn works because 
his voice is so unique. Sure. And it is very him. It's very stylistic. And I can tell when I'm watching a James Gunn thing. For sure. For sure. If the entire DC universe is the James Gunn tone, I'm going to be like... It's mm. going to wear thin. It's going to wear thin very quickly. Yeah. And it's, and he will, not only that, it will affect the movies that he makes down the road. But just because you're like, dude, I've had so much of this force fed to me. Sure, so sure. Hopefully he... He has enough of a subtle touch where he can also have enough of a pair of cojones to go, no, we're not doing that. This is not fit my vision. I know what we're doing here right. in terms of grand picture. In terms of individual micromanaging of film's tone, and like you have to let the directors do that. I, I agree. And because he is a director, and I think he does appreciate artistic expression and what other people bring to the table. That guy is a fan of movies, and I think he wants to watch badass DC movies sure. that he can still sit right. down and enjoy. And that is my hope. And if he can do that, then by all means, you have my full support. And and, that, and that's kind of why the Marvel movies have worked, is because you have Kevin Feige, who's sort of being the overseer in terms of like, all right, we have, in, in terms of, it, it's almost uh, connect the dots in terms of he's the one that's laying down all the dots and he's letting the directors draw the lines between them. You and know? some have missed and, more than others. Sure, sure. But but you you, you can't, you gotta let a person like Ryan Coogler be Ryan ha- Coogler. have their own yeah. vision. You gotta let uh, um, Johnny Favs cover, you know, Iron Man and do his thing. You got you you gotta let uh, who directed the, uh, the Eternals? Is that Chloe Zhao? Chloe Zhao, yeah. She was a up and coming, and I'm, everyone's like, oh, she killed her career with that. That movie's beautifully shot, like oh, real it's location. A, it's a beautiful movie to look at. It's but like, boring as shit at times. Yeah, but it it's is. really well shot. It's really well shot. She covered a lot of ground, but like to go in and be like, no, you're gonna shoot it this way. I'm Kevin Feige, and I say so. Like, you got to be like, dude, you're Chloe Zhao. Yeah, you yeah. got all the heat in the world. You just came off of an Oscar-winning Best Picture for the uh, Norm McDonald, Francis McDonald camping movie, whatever the fuck it's called. Nowheresville? You know, yeah, whatever it's called. Whatever it's called? Yeah. Whatever. I'll, I'll think of it after the mic goes off. But it, yeah, she had all the heat in the world coming off of that movie winning Best Picture. She won Best Actor, uh, The Chick from Fargo. Um, like, why would you step on that steam? You know what I mean? Right. Be like, no. Right. Like, right. yeah, this is this is what we need to happen in the movie. But you or get the, the, who are the, the guys that, the, the twins that directed the, or the brothers that directed uh, The Avengers? Um, oh, The Russos. The Russos, yeah. 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 Like, you, you got to... The reason the Avengers and Captain America works is because that's a very Russo vision. There's the reason why Black Panther works is because it's a very Coogler, R- Ryan Coogler vision, you know. Yeah. And, and and so yeah, you you gotta you gotta let them explore their own world and and build their own reality. But it's still okay to have an overseer being like, okay, so here's the dots that we need you to connect in this movie because I can't tell you. But it's going to come into play later. Right. You know. Right. And that's above your pay grade, but just trust me. We right. need this in there. Yeah. Um, I'm with it, though, man. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, my big question to you that I did want to ask you. Um, with James Gunn stepping in, we, uh, the DC Trinity is, is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Sure. The big three. The big three. That's what they call the Trinity. There's a comic book called Trinity. And it's, <laughs> it's those three in Adventure. Um, not of those three. Not of the immediate Justice League, of sure. the big ones. Um, 
What are some of the more, I shouldn't call them ancillary or even background characters, but some of the other... Just excluding the big three. Excluding the big three. What are some some directions that you would like to see? And this is where Michael and I thrive. We just go, and we'll try to keep it brief because then it just goes, ooh, we want to see this. Ooh, we want to see that. And we want to see it all. Just uh, us masturbatorily jerking off to speculation. Yeah. Or it just goes, remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Those are our two areas of uh, we got to stay away from. So, under those parameters... What would you? Who would you like to see, man? Because I got a couple I would love to see. I mean, the big one that came to mind immediately off the bat is Green Lantern, and I know that's kind of a cheat because he's kind of no. That's a fair. Answer. He'd be like one of the big five, you know. But, yeah, no. But, Green Lantern is. We've talked about it back on episode two, the mailbag about what powers if we had any ability from comic books, that's right? Or any weapon from comic books or uh, fan fi- or fiction, what would it be? And. A fucking lantern ring is really high, high on my yeah. list, man. I, I like, think that there's still a way to do a Green Lantern that is both intriguing and fun and pure spectacle in terms of like space traveling cop adventure. Um, yeah, I, I think that there's there's been a lot of missed opportunity there, and I think that under the right direction. Uh, it could it, it could be something really worthwhile of seeing. Uh, if, if ever James Gunn was going to directly take over the reins and direct a, a DC movie, this is the one that I would want him to do. You really you think Green Lantern? I think so. I mean, maybe uh, maybe a little less whimsy and and comic relief uh, as Garden, Guardians of the Galaxy, and maybe a little bit more focused on the on the serious side of it but I, I, I think there's also elements there with, where you can find a balance of both I would actually and this is just me being like real to put somebody back in their element I would like to see Shane Black take another bite at the comic book world man I know he did really? he did Iron Man 3 which I personally love sure um, but he did I know he kind of missed with the Predator but he wrote fucking Lethal Weapon. Like, let him take another bite sure. at it. With, yeah, yeah. With a Green buddy Lantern. cop movie? Yeah. Dude, come yeah. on. Like, he wrote Lethal Weapon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he wrote Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, like, and he directed it, which is very high here. In fact, Val Kilmer might just get an underrated performance for that movie as I well. Mean, and Robert Downey. Just because that's how just free during the holiday season. <laughs> Look, these are all timers. Right? You're putting too many people in the Hall of Fame. Nah, nah, it's overcrowded. That movie definitely is in there in the What You've Been Watching Hall of Fame. Um, no, nah, Green Lantern. I, I, I could see that Shane Black Shane taking Black over like a, yeah. a detective space thriller. Yeah, yeah dude, like, that'd be a fucking blast. If they did a whole like world-ending catastrophe thing, it might be too much. I would like to actually see maybe sort of a like detective noir of Green Lantern trying to solve like space crime. <laughs> I'm with know? it. I mean, that's his whole job. <laughs> so, it yeah, I mean, even then, like, yeah, we want to get to Parallax. We want to get to all that shit. We want to get sure, to Sinestro. Sure, but, but, but there's a way to build to that. But yeah, dude, eventually if we could get to a fucking War of the, the Rings with Green Lanterns and Yellow Lanterns and well, those, like... Like, I'll tell you, I, I would really like to see uh, the story focus on the Jon Stewart aspect of, of Green Lantern in terms of a new Green Lantern being brought into the fold you are you can already have Hal Jordan as the established Green Lantern of, you know, sector 2316 or whatever it is. It could be, man, as simple as the fact of Hal Jordan has gone missing for whatever reason. And sure. You get introduced sure. for whatever reason. There's a litany of reasons why Hal Jordan has disappeared in the past. Whatever. Right. Okay. Sometimes he just took his ring off and he was a hard traveling hero. Other times he was infected by parallax. Other times he was the Spectre himself. There's a million different ways to go with it. 
but it would be John Stewart, who was for whatever reason appointed the ring, is teaching Kyle Rayner. Or teaming up with Guy Gardner. Yeah, saying, hey, look, there's a massive void to fill in this section. And right. whether you guys know it or not, but uh, the reason why you haven't heard of any galactic threats on that level is because dude was good at his right. job. Hal Jordan was phenomenal at his yeah. job. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So, and so now what happens when your best cop goes missing and young rookie is supposed to step in and fill in his shoes and oh. how do I deal with... How do I deal with all this pressure? And the yeah. and the mayor is up my ass. The mayor's up my ass. Oh, boy. Want your ring? I want your bag? Yeah, I want your but ring you and are, I want your domino mask. But you are one damn fine lantern. <laughs> Sorry, I stopped doing your joke. <laughs> we just love that character <laughs> in this do. world of the mayor being up my ass and blah, 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 blah. No, I mean, to get back to it, though, I think Green Lantern, yes. I'd yeah. say Shane Black, give it to him. I don't even fuck who John John Stewart is. Make it Phil Lamar again. I don't give a shit. I'm down, yeah. Yeah, just make Idris it. Elba. Yeah, dude, get up. See, take my money right now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Green Lantern, definitely. Ooh, Winston Duke. Oh, yeah, you know you're fucked up, right? No, 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 no. Oh, 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 you mean M'Baku. Oh, M'Baku. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, no. More like, awesome. mm, break my back out. Yeah. <laughs> Mbaku could mm, blow my back. <laughs> we love you, Winston Duke. You're going. You're coming up in the ranks here. What you've been watching? Don't worry. More in store for you. Um, so another one I want to see, man. This is just pure. Like I said, not of the big five. I would love to see a Mister Miracle. Oh, good. Uh, there's a run. That's a really like tertiary character. Yeah, that's a. That's a. You got to look that one up. Yeah, he's a new god, and there's a brilliant run written by Tom King, who did a really good run on Batman. He wrapped it up a couple years ago, but um. He wrote a book. I think he won an Eisner for it. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, it's called Mr. Miracle. Self-titled, but... Sweet. The reason why I want him is he's a human. It's His name's Scott Free, and his ability is he can escape any trap, and he has all kinds of technology that he got from a planet, apocalypse, blah, 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 blah. Um, the reason I want him, though, man, is... It's like Space Houdini. He, he is, pretty much, and he's also... He's very human in a lot of ways, even mm-hmm. though he's technically a new god. Um, but there's a lot of... He would be a really fun way to introduce... Apocalypse and New Genesis and Dark Side yeah. and Big Barda and all Randy the good all yeah. the ones that would yeah all, all the, the ones, big hitters yeah like all like the, the the final boss kind of thing yeah, yeah like the Dark Sides of the world who is the Omega Beams and all that shit yeah he would be a fun way of almost acting as the Silver Surfer did in the Infinity Gauntlet of going like he's coming right and he's coming for the anti life equation I escaped to tell you and then we could tell him his tale. Sure. This is how I escaped. You can tell his backstory about how he switched with literally the whole movie is just in backstory. Yeah, or or flashback. Yeah, Yeah, just here. Here's the framing device. Go, and then it's Mr. Miracle. Like fucking give me that. Hell yeah, give me all of that. So Mr. Miracle, I think there's a way to of introducing that and it just set up like oh shit, like this is almost Act Two of like now we get into Act Three where Big Bad is coming. So sweet, yeah, it's a really cool character. who else you got on your list? I think another one I would really, really like to see is Booster Gold. Ooh, yeah, I like and, and that would be my James Gunn vote is Booster Gold, though. See, yeah, that yeah, would be yeah. my for I, him I, to direct a movie. So, just real brief backstory: Booster Gold is from the future where he worked at the Justice League Museum that had had all the archives of like Superman's cape and. Batman's gadgets and Green Lantern ring and like so basically he was a janitor who decided to time travel go back into the past and become a superhero to establish his legacy in the future and he's all about like corporate sponsorship and 
catering, you know, commercialism and, and trying to market on his own name in order to set up himself for the future. And I think that's a really brilliant kind of fun take on a superhero. Like what happens when a superhero just decides to just totally Build sell his out. own legacy. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But, but also you can, again, you could work in the whole, like that could be a segue into like the, um, the Legion of Superheroes oh, or, yeah, or, or into, oh, yeah. into Brainiac or, or, or any of those other futuristic villains that, that come from that, you know, abracadabra, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, just a, a fun superhero romp of, of what happens when a man tries to make his own destiny and cash in on his own name. Yeah, and he just brings back technologies from the future of like lasers and floating stuff and like all these stuff that's commonplace back then, but he just takes full advantage of it. And it's, he's kind of a fuck up too. Oh yeah, yeah, one. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, I, I hate to say that it would almost be perfect for Ryan Reynolds if if he, he would be a good Mister Gold, yeah. But he's already had Green Lantern and Deadpool, and I don't want to give him too many bites of the superhero apple. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, like even if they cast somebody like Jack Black in that role, or or somebody just take it really comedic. Yeah, just yeah. take it so super. I mean, like just fat, stupid slob that makes good on his own name. Yeah, or, I'm, or, I'm with or, it. Or, honestly, I could see Channing Tatum in that, or or some sort oh, of. He'd be, man, he's good in everything, though. Yeah, I mean, he's got he's comedic fucking, chops. He's for it. so yeah. funny and talented, um, and handsome, and I love you. <laughs> Anyways, where were we? What were we talking about? <laughs> you smell good. What? You smell good. What? <laughs> no, any, that dude takes a lot of jokes at himself, and anybody that has that kind of sense of humor is just yeah, yeah. Fucking. So I, I, I would love to see yeah, a good Tatum booster. booster gold be fucking classic. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm with it. That's a great suggestion. Um, mine would also I would to give you another one. I would say Mr. Terrific. Oh. Mr. Terrific is uh, he's like an industrialist, and he's like in the DC universe. He is ultimately like Reed Richards, but minus the stretching powers. But he is the smartest man on the planet. It's like Reed Richards meets Tony Stark a little bit. Yeah, but he's like way smarter than both of them. And those sure. two are like, he right. is like that dude. And like, right. oh, I have a question about something. He's like, can figure it out and different. Like he, he's the yeah, dude. Yeah, he, he's like reverse engineering alien technology like at a glance. Kind yeah, of thing. he's just that dude. And he's a, he's a black dude as well. So that's always good to, to get in there as sure, well. Sure, yeah. he's But he's the man though. Like every time he's caught. I can see Jamie Foxx doing that. Oh dude, yeah. Or, a, uh, ooh, even Michael B. Jordan. That would be mean, great. Yeah. yeah. Michael B. Jordan, I'll watch him in anything. I don't <laughs> but yeah, Mr. Terrific is that dude though, man. And um, I just think it'd be interesting just to watch somebody at that level of intelligence. And he's kind of ancillary, but the reason why he works so well is anytime there's a big like he's the guy that Batman goes to when Batman when Bruce Wayne can't figure it out he's right. like hey how do you do this he's like alright dumb dumb let me show you <laughs> and Batman like he can build like Batman can do like oh I need to build a plane like yeah no problem this dude's like I need to interdimensionally travel and build a bomb that can implode upon itself with black hole technologies Mr. Truck's like what what how long do we have <laughs> right, like, right. Oh, okay. What, what's the time frame yeah okay I got okay I need three days and three billion dollars. Yeah, and a one-way ticket. Like, oh, well, who are we sending? You know, kind of guy. Right. So he's that dude, though, man. I think just introducing him in some way, I would love to see him because he's again That's good. Yeah. I'll say it one more time: he is that dude. Um, uh, Starman. Oh, you had talked to me about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doing the uh, the Jack Knight version of Starman, and I wish I could remember who wrote that. Um. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Do your own research. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. but Starman basically uh, 
his father was one of the founding members of the Justice Society of America. He's given this cosmic rod that gives him all these the powers of flight and, and energy beams and whatever, whatever. And then turning it onto a son who wants nothing to do with that and is trying so hard to avoid every aspect of his father's legacy and just being burdened with that all of a sudden, I think is a really, really great story. And, and it's basically sins of the father pa- passed on to the son. Yeah. Like, you know, he, he wants nothing to do with the Starman legacy, and yet he's constantly having to pick up the mantle and fight his father's old villains who want one more crack at the title and one more shot at glory and one more, you know, before I die, I must, ha- I must have my vengeance. And he's like, God damn it, dude, you're 95 years old. Just die already. Yeah, just you go know? away. Like, yeah. Uh, I got two more on the list, and I think you can agree with both of them. Sure. One is like everybody's like, yes, please, finally. Can we get fucking Nightwing finally? Like, yes. the Bat family's massive. I understand we can Bat, Batgirl or whatever, which, okay, whatever. But can we fucking get Nightwing? He is DC's Spider-Man. Like, right. Not in terms of popularity. I don't mean like that. But in terms of like the role he plays within the DC universe. Right. Like, is, has every reason to be like, no, fuck this. I'm taking my millions of dollars and I'm and I'm bailing out like... I have no obligation to this. I'm an orphan, like whatever, whatever. And it, like, it's just so well liked amongst the superhero community that everyone's like, the fact that you turned out as good as you are with fucked up Bruce Wayne raising you or, <laughs> or you know, Batman raising you right. and other shit. Like, he's so well liked. Like, can we just get a fucking Nightwing? Well, please? essentially, Nightwing is the tale. I think the, the similarity between Spider Man was right on point <clears throat> in terms of its. It's someone who, by all rights, should be a miserable fuck, but still finds joy in the act of being a superhero. Like, at some, at, at the very core of both Spider-Man and Nightwing, there's some semblance of recognition of, like, I get to do some really cool shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And even then, just Dick Grayson alone is just such a fucking likable guy. Yeah. Like, everyone in the DCU was like, oh, yeah, fuck Batman. You're pretty cool, though. Like, right, right. Like he right. surpassed. Like he, hey, tell your boss. Uh... Yeah, he sucks. Like, give you a raise, dude. It's one of those kind of situations. Like, he also, when Batman died due to whatever, I'll spare you the continuity, but uh, Dick Grayson <laughs> took over as Batman. And it's one of my favorite. Uh, yeah. It's called who... The Black Mirror. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, can we just get Nightwing? Just the year one of him going like, fuck you, Batman, I'm going to Bloodhaven, and yeah. I'm going to be my own man. I don't need, I mean, if you want a Teen Titan, it's cool. If you want to just say straight from Batman to that, I'm cool with that too. But I, I think that that's a really good way to, to not shoehorn in, but, but a, a really good way to touch on, you could bring in all the elements of the Teen Titans in terms of, essentially, it's, it's, it's every college freshman movie. Yeah. You know, it, it it's I don't I don't mean this as as a direct correlation, but it's revenge of the nerds. It, it's 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 <laughs> we, we we finally left our parents' house, we're growing up on our own, and we find this community that of misfits and outcasts that we can all relate to, and yet somehow we're all the better for coming together. Uh uh By the way, real quick, did you know that Revenge of the Nerds is the first one in the franchise? Not a sequel. Sounds like it should be, though. Right. It should be The Nerds and then yeah, Revenge, Revenge of the, of the Nerds. Nerds. Yeah. First yeah. one. First one in the franchise. Find that mind-boggling. Anyways. 
Nightwing. Here's going to blow your mind. Revenge of the Nerds 2. Is it double revenge? It should be. <laughs> Are they revenging? If they're revenging again their own vengeance, then that means they would side with the antagonist of the first film. My mind is blown. We need Nightwing to save it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, like he's a fucking... I'm going to say it. He's... In terms of like what a hero is, whatever, like he's almost a better version of Batman. Like, yes. In terms of being a hero, he's a better hero than Batman. Like, I agree because Batman is driven by trauma and misery and and almost a an overbearing overbearing sense of responsibility. Whereas Nightwing, sort of like he understands that yeah, he could just walk away from this at any point and just live the normal lifestyle. But why? Why why would you do that? Like you're literally shoulder to shoulder with Superman and Wonder Woman and Aquaman and all these great heroes of our time. Like, why would you give that up? Yeah, because he's that dude. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a big Nightwing fan. He's probably one of my favorite characters in the DC just universe. And I agree. Give him his due. I don't my biggest thing is I don't want him to be tacked on and be corny for a bunch of movies is Batman sidekick, and then we get to see him branch out on his own and fail. No, no, no. Like, just, just give just, me Nightwing. Just like, absolutely, like, just you, you can Nightwing. absolutely skip the Batman movie and just go straight into, like you said, like a year one Nightwing yeah. of, Bruce, I'm leaving you. I'm going to be my own man. I'm going to establish my own name, and I'll see you later. Don't yeah. contact me. I'll contact you. Yeah. And that could be the whole crux of the story is at any point he could call Batman to solve this problem. But he can't because his pride gets in the way because his his own ego or his own desire to be his own man gets in the way. And so eventually he learns how to do that. In the recent stint of comic books, Bruce Wayne is given an allowance to be Batman because they're just like, okay, you've gotten way over your head. You're spending billions of dollars being Batman. So Lucius Fox gives him like an allowance. So at this point in the comic books, I don't know if it's changed, but the last time I read... Dick Grayson had way more money than Bruce Wayne available right. to him and did far more philanthropic work and didn't live like a spoiled asshole mm-hmm. like take the subway like and like he they talk about it in one of the things he's like it was never master 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 dick to uh from Alfred it was always just like just Mr. Grayson or just Dick works right. for me or Richard works whatever it's never master rich you can call me whatever like we're friends we're equals we're peers like this whole master shit's always been weird to me and he's far more humble than Batman because Batman still is that spoiled rich kid. Like, sure. You cannot take that out of him. There, right. You will never be amongst the people no matter how much right. street thugs you beat up. You are not amongst the it's, people. It's, it's almost and, a tale of the... And Dick Grayson is, though. Like, yeah. He choo- and he chooses to continue to be. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's the tale of, of someone born with versus someone born without who... You know, Bruce Wayne was always born with money. He was always going to be the person who was looking down on the, on the people as his responsibility and his burden to bear. Whereas Dick Grayson totally approached it from a standpoint of like, oh no, these are my people. Like, I live amongst them. Like, these are my neighbors. These are my friends. This is my community. That's where my responsibility steps in because I am a member of a community. I'm a member of a society that wants to be better. So if I have the capability to make that happen, why wouldn't I do that? Fuck yeah. Yeah, far more far more friends than Batman too, man. And um, like at one point he quit being Nightwing and was just an agent of Spiral, which is like their version of S.H.I.E.L.D. Sure. But he was just like, I'm just going to be a cop. Like I don't need to... And was fucking really good at it. He's like, I've been trained by the world's greatest detective. And he's just like, I'll take a cop salary and I'll just do like... You know, or FBI's agent salary, like whatever it was, their version of it, you know, but 
He's fucking humbled himself. And it's just, he's better at it than fucking Bruce Wayne is. So I agree. give me a Nightwing movie, please. Yesterday. Plus, we get to see him doing all these, like, collie sticks and escrima and ninja moves. And, and I mean, it's, it's, it's all the best as the, the best action aspects of Batman without all the, like, grim, morose, like. Yeah. He's a better acrobat, like. Yeah, I, he, I mean, he is an acrobat. He, yeah. It's his whole thing. Yeah, you could have a whole parkour scene where he's chasing some dude on the rooftops and flipping over and, you know, scaling down fire escapes and, and jumping from point A to point B, just jumping up roofs and stuff. Like, almost like the, the, the Netflix Daredevil, almost. Yeah, I'm know? with it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've... we've if, You've sold me on a Nightwing movie just by its existence of saying, hey, let's get a Nightwing movie. If you are a listener and you are not sold on this idea, I don't know what else I can do for you. So, um, the final one, and I think we talked about this a little bit ahead of time. You hear me circling it here. Mm-hmm. Can we get a motherfucking Swamp Thing? Please. Please. Can we? I mean, the the Alan Moore yeah. Swamp Thing where he explores his own humanity and finds out that he's literally just plants brought to life and everything that was Alec Holland has burned away and he really truly is Swamp Thing is a great emotional tale of like learning to let go and like dealing with death and loss and and finding one's own place in the world in terms of I was this now I'm this what does that make me the, the protector of the of the green of man. the green yeah yeah no it's the Alan Moore run is some of the best comic book work you'll you'll ever get your hands on. Mm-hmm. Like it just is, and there's cameos in there from other people. Batman's in there and stuff, and, and sure. one of the runs. But that, and also Scott Snyder's run of Swamp Thing, if you haven't read it, is you would think it's like it was almost an insurmountable task trying to write another Swamp Thing post Alan Moore. Mm-hmm. Scott Snyder did a really fucking good job. So it's, it's I haven't I haven't read that run I've yet, read but the I've first heard. six issues, and I was like, "Fuck!" But I never circled back to any after uh-huh. that. But the first one, tonally, I was like, "We're there." It's cool. It's it's different. It's its own thing. But if you just ride with it, at least just you're, you're hooked pretty quickly. I mean, it, essentially, it's it's the tale of um, it, it's the tale of Frankenstein's monster. But what if? the brain that they use carried on carried on its own consciousness in the body of Frankenstein's monster. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And it has way more powers and abilities than Frankenstein as well. But true, true, yeah, true, true. Not just but, flesh coil, but uh yeah. No, Swamp Thing is just so rich, man. Just give us a Swamp Thing movie. I know that I never saw the show, but apparently it was actually pretty good. Like the the one that canceled the ill fated one when Oh yeah, but they it only was did on like DC Universe and then they brought it over to the CW briefly, but but they only did like three episodes of it like and canceled. Yeah. Yeah. They did one season. I think it was going to be 10, then they made it eight, and they were like, finished and we're, we're canceling you. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, so obviously there's a market for it. So, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a really great, grim monster story that you can also work in, you know, a little bit of mystery, a little bit of, of whodunit, you know, like who killed Alec Holland and sort of the disembodied spirit of Alec Holland is trying to figure out his own murder you know like yeah there's there's a definite yeah, way to right do there. as he's coming to term with what he is yes yeah, sure yeah take my like money. He, he's learning his swamp thing powers as he's trying to figure out his own murder yeah totally I'm with it so DC there you go uh, we 
set down season one, the first iteration of all the DC movies. Just do that, and Don't you'll give be okay. Us Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman again. They're we gonna, gotta, they're gonna gotta, have to do that though as well. We already, I mean, even then, like I don't necessarily, I don't think the Pattinson version is gonna be in the upcoming. I don't think so either. I don't think he's going to connect with the Joker. So it's like they're going to... I think they're going to have two separate running things, which is fine. Like, Oh, and I'm okay with that. Like, not every... It, it, as long as they establish that this movie stands alone and has nothing to do with our own, like, running universe, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with them taking tangents and, and exploring other areas that maybe their current universe wouldn't allow them to, to explore, you know? They've done a better job, in my opinion, of DC over Marvel. Of Yes, Marvel obviously has What If, and that was like a huge, huge, huge hit like all through the 70s. Sure. They, like It was huge. Even into the 90s, it was massive. But um, DC can get away with anything. And they just have to put the magic word Elseworlds right. in front of it, and you're automatically like, oh, well, you're just going to tell. It's not what I know. Right. There's the main continuity, and you just say Elseworlds, and you're like, oh, cool. And for whatever reason, like Marvel doesn't have that brand of being like they're like universe whatever whatever whatever, and they have some number behind it. Like DC, you just go, oh, it's an Elseworlds tale. You're like, okay, cool, got it. So for the they, Marvel does the same thing; they just don't have the fancy title of Elseworlds. But DC established that a long time ago, so it's just kind of like. So for the uninitiated, Elseworlds is basically any anything that that counts as a single shot or or a single run of a comic book and has nothing to do in canon with the rest of the DC universe in comic books they just give it the Elseworlds title and yeah. so it's basically an excuse Earth for Earth 1 Earth 2 Earth 3 it's all Earth, Earth 3468 whatever whatever yeah, it's like Marvel's 616 or Marvel 1606 the same they just have the Elseworlds title but. right right so so it, it basically allows writers and, and artists to explore certain aspects that might not necessarily tie into what the theme of that particular character is at the time, but it still gives them freedom to do an independent story to, to, to explore maybe a certain area that, that hasn't been touched upon before. Like, like the Batman Noels, the, the kingdom comes, the, yeah, all that, you know? Yeah. So if DC is just going to do that and they're like, all right, we're going to do the Pattinson version and the Matt Reeves version of Batman and that's just an Elseworlds and Joker's sure. an Elseworld but also we got this going on like I'm cool right right but also we've got the Batfleck yeah whatever he might be back I thought Who it was going to be Michael Keaton that was coming back but apparently yeah. apparently they crushed that I think they're actually what they really needed the Flash movie for is to do the same thing that Flashpoint did in the comics which is to reset unite. no yeah. it's to reset the DC universe they use Flashpoint as a the Flash went back and altered time, and then it, uh, it changed yeah, everything. Right. That's when it became, it was the new 52, and then it ended in Flashpoint. And when it, after Flashpoint, it came back as Rebirth. Right, right. And so they just reset the continuity. And so I think that's why, above all the other shit that's been going on with that's Ezra why Miller. That's why they're pushing that. They're like, Miller's... we really need this to make sense. <laughs> so. But you don't, though. You don't. You don't. It's yeah, movies. Like, how many times have they just torn down a franchise and just gone, fuck it, we're rebuilding from, yep. the, from the bottom up? Yep. You don't need it. Like... At this point, and I and I hate to say this, but like Ezra Miller and and everything that's going on with with them has been it's so toxic and so outrageous, and the the the, the behind the scenes has overshadowed anything the movie can do at this point. And so why bother? Like I I know that they've invested millions of dollars in reshoots and and re edits and having to come back and and 
you know, new castings and stuff like that, just fucking scrap it. Just be done with it and just go, you know what? That one didn't work out. And yeah. we're totally fine with just being like, we're starting, we're starting anew. A fire cleanses everything, and so <laughs> right. we're just gonna we're we're we're, we're gonna regrow our, our 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 forest from this clear burn. I, I'm not usually a rah rah like boycott this over this person kind of guy. Usually, I'm like we all make mistakes, kind of this and that. And third, my thing is is I think when you are in a position, and I think Ezra Miller obviously needs help, sure. and I'm willing I'm willing to forgive people. It's not that, but. Your apology needs to be as public as your initial outrage and, sure. and, and as loud as your behaviors were and your justification. You sure. need to fucking be just as equally as loud with, hey, I fucked up and I want to take full ownership. Hey, no, over here. Right. All right, that right, shit right. I did, I'm, I'm truly... Right, not just, I'm seeking help. Uh, and tweet it out. Right. Like, get the fuck out of here right, with that shit. Right, right. Like, and if I, you're publicly punching people... Yeah, and in a resort, and, like and, and breaking all in of the this, like, yeah, yeah, like, I understand. Like your apology needs to be as grandiose as the actions that warranted it. And enough time hasn't passed where, again, I'm, I'm big and I have a checkered past myself. I've done a lot of sure. dumb shit, but like at a certain point, my actions matched up with the apology. They go, okay, yes, he said sorry, but he's also said sorry a lot of times and continued to do the same shit. Right. And not enough time has passed. Where I'm really, not that you personally offended me or anything, but like, not enough time's passed and I haven't seen any action and you haven't apologized loud enough where, oh, you were really loud about all, everyone's out to get you and it's the this and that and all your other bullshit you had going on. But when it came to an apology, it's just like, the only reason it happened is because you met with the head of Warner Brothers and I think, in my opinion, if if I can read the room correctly, they go, we're going to pull the plug on your fucking movie if you don't get your shit together. And then he said, oh, well, I care about the movie. And I care about all the people involved, so I'll apologize. Like, and not enough times passed for me to see new actions. So sure, I'm not a big boycott guy. I have zero interest in seeing that movie if he's in it at this point in time. Yeah, were like, to drop I, I later agree. this year, I'm like, nah, like not even watching on HBO Max. Like, don't want to support it, kind of thing. Well, especially knowing that they're going to reboot the whole system anyway, then why even bother? Like, yeah, like. Even if you release this movie just because, well, we've invested so much money in it at this point that we have to, how do you put somebody like that on the on the campaign trail? How do you put somebody like that on the on the promotional trail and 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 leave them vulnerable and open to all these really hard questions that are probably gonna come yep. their way and just be like, well, but never mind, sweep it under the rug, sweep it under the rug. Like none of that matters, right? Because I'm good now, right? I'm yeah, good, I'm good. It's- it's and this is just real quick and then we'll get out of here but it's like the fact that Michael Vick went to prison and people still like harp on that guy and like he's publicly apologized openly given money to like sure. all, and so I, I'm a dog lover and like it's just funny like he paid his debt to society in prison and the dude still gets shit and is like no he can't be a quarterback in the NFL like what else do you want him right. to do right and like this dude goes around choking people, probably breaking made, into houses, breaking into houses and, yeah. alleged cult shit, kidnapping shit. Like, what the fuck is going on? Probably won't see a day in jail. And he's like, "I'm better now." Like, fuck you, buddy. Yeah. Like, when I see it, we'll we'll, we'll get there. So, um, outside of that, good luck on the DC. Um, I'll say it. Fuck you, Ezra Miller. Yeah, yeah. Um, on that note, uh, <laughs> it has been a pleasure as always, my brother. Truly. <laughs> hey, this this is probably going to be the uh, the last one before the New Year. So uh, 
Happy New Year's, and uh, here's hoping that in the next 2023 we can get some sponsorship finally and start making some money off this son of a bitch. Yeah, we will um, <laughs> hopefully get some video up here running soon so you guys can join us on YouTube, but we'll, we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, There's things coming. we got things, things coming. to work. We'll be talking a little bit of maybe some Glass Onion next next uh, podcast. Yeah, next podcast. Maybe talking a little, I saw a little bit of Bumper in Berlin. Michael's been watching a little Training Day in The Witcher. But, uh, we might forget entirely and just do a mailbag. Do a, do a James Gunn and burn it all to the ground. So, till then, uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, signing out, as always, uh, it's MD3 for uh, the marvelous Mike D. Go uh, see a movie. And talk about it with somebody that you love. Quattros, that's two deuces. <laughs>